Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one, and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Everybody, welcome all in our sports take. Jacob, for you to work on this Wednesday. It is a hump day. Uh, I blew it. It is a hump day. Hump day. Good work. Uh, like the hoodie too. Re- repping the uh, the army right there. That's sweet. Yeah, my pops is in the army, man. So I got to rep him up today, man. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Hope everybody's doing well out there. A uh, little little chillier in our neck of the woods uh, than we've had uh, in a while. I'm sure it's going to set Gunner off. He's going to be a mess. How are my brothers today? Are you guys doing great today? Yeah, yeah. Spectacular. Good, good. I'm glad to see your smiling faces and just happy to be here. Yes, just happy to be here. I agree. That is is my lot in life, my motto. Why are you laughing, Bear? I love it, man. I love it. I love your positiveness today. I love it. You are positive. Positive, Positivity everywhere. You both say that with a tone of sarcasm in your voices, and, I, and I'm a little, I'm a little offended by this. Not at offended. all. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm repping, you know, because my pops army. I got kind of hey, yeah, emotional yesterday. Army, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got kind of emotional because I watched Troll Strong. Troll yeah, that's a great movie. Great movie, man. Yeah. Oh man, great with great uh, Chris movie, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, man, I watched yeah. that yesterday. Man, got hyped up. Uh, took my guns out and cleaned them a little bit. Man. I thought you were gonna say start shooting them in the yard. I was like, that sounds no, like man. You do. No, I wouldn't do that. No, I'm not in my neighborhood at least. Well, you know, know twelve. Exactly, 12 they don't know exactly strong. where to go. <laughs> you know, twelve strong is based on a true story. Yeah, I know. I know. I yeah, know. yeah. That was crazy, man. That was that was that was an amazing movie, man. You know, kind of how like you know how how <laughs> world bring people together. Yeah, that's what happened. World no, absolutely. Together. Sorry, I'm just fixing my light, guys. There we go. What's the matter? Well, William Stark, I'm having White Castles for lunch today. <laughs> there and, we go. 
<laughs> and and NJ Fishing Maniac bubble guts. <laughs> <laughs> William already coated his stomach. It's good. We see you, William. We see you, NJ Fishing Maniac. We see you, Mr. Taz. William, we see, Rome. We see everybody. Stomach, I hope everybody's no. doing well. I'm, I'm, um, I'm glad we don't have a White Castle near me because – Bro, do you realize how much I would be eating White Castles, bro, if, if they had White Castles? I told you, why not just buy X-Lax? Yeah, that is a good thing. That is a good thing. <laughs> I'd, be door dash, I'd be door dashing it up, bro. I'd be killing them, man. You know, my kids like to door dash. You know, I never door dash. You know why? Because why? I'm always thinking, by the time you get the food to my house, it's going to be cold. I'm paying for cold food. Because you don't know how many stops they have to make before they get to you. And by the time they get to you, unless you ordered a cold sandwich, like if I if I if I get a cheesesteak, huh, or a soggy salad, if I want a cheesesteak, I, I don't want it tasting like it just came out of the fridge. Okay, yeah, I, I ever tell you guys, so I delivered pizza in college, right? And, <laughs> what? Oh yeah, we had serious? this like old school. The place I worked, it was called Royal Pizza. It's no longer around, but it was a great place. But we had this like styrofoam box. It had a little, little hook on it. So I'd pull a hook, load all my pizzas in there, my bags yeah. with my sandwiches and all that. And it did a pretty good job keeping stuff warm. Yeah, there's better stuff now. I mean, this was a little while ago when I was in college. And by the way, good morning, Mama Brooks. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning, good morning. Mom. He didn't curse uh, you at Mama Brooks. No, he's been good. Barry's been good. <laughs> um, so the, the cra- I had a lot, there was a lot of crazy stuff that went down, man. I yeah. delivered for, for all through college. But the craziest time, and I may have told you guys this before, it was the night of the O.J. Simpson uh, driving along the PCL highway. Oh, geez. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also that. So they were also NBC was showing the NBA finals. It was the Knicks and the Rockets. And they basically got away from their NBA coverage just to show the O.J. chase. Wow. So every house I delivered pizza to, they're like, dude, you got to come in and watch this. Like it's he's he's here. You gotta come here in and watch this. We think we could see OJ in the in the back. We you know and I'm like every place I went to. That's every what everybody was watching. Like I I probably had made more money that night than I ever made delivering pizza. So I you swear serious? to God, it was a Friday night. It was crazy, crazy. Hey, buddy, come on in and watch the OJ chase. It was like a it were like party. It were like people weren't going out. Oh my goodness! It, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Dude, when I was in high school. I had a course called Food Co-op where you had to learn how to make dishes. I only need I needed like some credit. So my boy said, Hey man, this is a six credit course. I'm like, what? So I took this course. And part of the course is you had to get a job in the restaurant field, right? So I got a job at this place called Farrell's Ice Cream Parlor. And okay. I started out dishwasher. Then I was a waiter for a while. And then eventually I ended up being a cook. All of this in less than a year. And you worked so, your way up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was working my way up to assistant manager. Not. So uh, when you were a waiter, you know, you got to go out and you got to do goofy stuff. Like when people come in for birthdays, uh, can I have your attention, please? You know, yep. so-and-so's birthday. And because we made all these spectacular different ice creams, like the, the Sunday, there was one Sunday was like this big tub. It would feed like 15 people. Whoa. And then we had the sandwich. When, it, when, when the family would order a sandwich, it was a huge sandwich called the Gastronomical Delicatessen Epicurean's Delight. And we had to, <laughs> when we delivered the sandwich, the sandwich was so big. You know how the, the old kings and queens in Egypt, you know, um, when they would take, you know, they would be up on the, on the, what do you call those things? You'd have two guys in the front holding them up and two in the back. Yeah, you know, yeah. On the, throne, on the shoulder. Like, yeah, so yeah. we had to take the sandwich out. Two two waiters would have to take it out, or waitress, take it out on the shoulders like this. And when you deliver the sandwich, you had to sing this stupid song. 
And I would have friends come in just to, just to make fun because they would have to watch me sing this stupid song oh, that I still remember to this day to the point I even got my three-year-old grandson singing it now. Now, he can't pronounce half the words, but I st- my, my family's like, how do well, you, you remember Well, you got to hear song? it now. You can't just do that and not, yeah. not let us hear it. I know you don't want to hear that song. You don't want to hear uh, that song. I kind of do. Barrett, how about you? I, I need to hear the song. Yeah, I need to hear it. I think we all right. need to hear it. Seriously? Yes. Yeah. All right. So the song went like this. And, and, and my kids are like, Dad, how do you remember this? I'm like, I was 17 years old. I don't know. So the song goes, when you would have to, when you deliver the sandwich, you have to ring a bell. And the song would go, I'm not going to sing it. I'll say the words. Now, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to sing the song. What the heck? Okay. You have to go. From the land of Epicurean comes a sandwich fit for kings, made of meats and cheeses, made of meats and cheeses, and lots of juicy things. It's gastrically delightful. You think of it all night. It's the gastronomical delicatessen, Epicurean's delight. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what the? We had to sing that song. Yeah, just that fast too. You had to sing that song, and people Bro. would sit to be clapping like this. Oh and the worst God. part about it was, this, you had to wear these costumes. They were like. From the early 1900s, you know, oh we had to wear God. black pants, a white shirt, and then we had to wear the styrofoam. Those, what do you call those hats back in the early 1900s? You know, when you, you would see families out on picnics and stuff like that, they were they were, they were made of st- these were made of like styrofoam, but they were replicas fedoras, of like, like fedoras. No, it was more like a, you know, like when the barbershop quartets would sing. What do you call? Oh, them? those kind, those like straw those hats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, these I know were made of st- styrofoam. We had to wear yeah, those yeah, at, work, yeah. at work as well. Oh I was God. so happy. <laughs> I was so happy that when I got off the floor as a waiter, I was a cook because I didn't have to wear the stupid hat behind the counter I, when you wow. were cook. You were doing you that was I never, how long did you, you work there, man? It was uh just for a year because I do six credit course, so I just did it for okay. a year. Okay. Wow. You know what? I um I was even talking to my daughter last night, my youngest daughter last night. She was like, Yeah, I got an interview tomorrow. I'm like, Oh, you got an interview, okay. And I thought to myself while I was driving home, like I've never really interviewed. I interviewed somebody because me and Rob had to interview somebody for Breakfast on Broad, but I never got interviewed. The only interview I've ever had in my whole life was me going out and and, and working out for teams. I never have done an interview, like a sit-down, conversational, back-and-forth interview with somebody. I've never never done one before. I have never done an interview. Man, Either I had the job or I didn't. I've done a lot. That's a good point because... I've had jobs at American Can Company, a factory. I got that job because my uncle worked there for some two summers when I was in college. All I had to do was fill out an application. They call you and tell you you're hired. You come in, you meet HR, you fill out paperwork, you start. Uh-oh. The rest, the rest, restaurant, the same thing. Say restaurant, same thing. Application start. But when we started NBC Sports Philadelphia, when they decided to bring me in, one of many they brought in, they flew me in. Had to sit down with our former boss Rob. Tom Stathakis and uh, yep. Jim Cudahy. Yep. We talked sports and they said, okay, do you want the job? But in terms of having to sit across and answer like questions, why Why do you think you're qualified for this job? I've never had to do one of those type of interviews for any I job. I, I was sitting, I was sitting next to Rob. When we, were, when we were interviewing people, like when we interviewed Jillian Mealy, we interviewed uh, Rach. Um, we interviewed, who else? We interviewed, we interviewed a lot of people. Sarah. Um, some other people too, didn't we? Yeah, there were other people. Yeah, I wouldn't name them all because they didn't get the job. But yes. right. <laughs> but uh, I'm sitting there. I'm thinking to myself. I'm driving like, man, I never really had a interview like that. I had to sit back and research everything. I never had that. Even when I was NBC, I got asked to come in. I was doing uh, Daily News Live. I do a segment on Thursday. Me and me and Quentin, um, Michael, Quentin Michaels, 
We would yeah. do a segment. From that segment, it went to I met Rob for the first time. And then from and that your point your life hasn't on, been the same since. Oh, man. It's been it's downhill ever since. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Didn't you have to interview? Didn't you interview with anybody initially when they brought you in, even to do segments? You didn't no. have to interview? No, I didn't have to interview at all. Well, I the did. thing that's a little bit different about our business is a lot yeah. of times – they're 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 going by your resume reels, you mm-hmm. know. So for people that may not be familiar, yep. it's basically the highlight package of you. So yep. the best stuff that you have done, either TV or radio, a lot of times, not not all the time, but that's that's what it, they go off of that initially. Then there is usually a follow up interview after that. I mean, right. it's it, right. but they have a pretty decent hand. Like you, you're not getting the interview part if they don't like your resume reel. So you right. sort of have one foot in the door. It doesn't mean you're getting it. But you sort of have one foot in the door most times. Well, see, most I didn't times. have all that. I was like, I was like, you know, it was like, all right. Yeah, I mean, you, look, your resume is obviously different than most people. Barry. Yeah, you they kept the saying that. Then I just kept showing up. They said, "Well, come in tomorrow," and I just kept coming in. And when I come in, Rob was sitting there when I came in. And from that point on, I was sitting at the Rob for the longest now. <laughs> you know what I had to tell you, dude? You got the job. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't know, did you. I? I said, like, like, why why did she why did I, I didn't understand? Like, why do we keep having to interview people? When are we gonna interview? He said, No, nah, Bear, I, I I you can just assume you got the job. Okay. I was like, All right. Wow. <laughs> you know, when I got my first job in this industry, um, which was in market 169, I mean, when I started sending out res I sent out 100 resume reels in like 88 letters and back then it was vhs everything was vhs tape so think about that for a minute and you had to hand type most of your letters and you couldn't xerox copy them because you were sending them to hundreds of different stations right 99 of my my resume reels came back you know thank you for your interest we don't have anything all standard letters we don't have mm-hmm. anything that suits your talent and i was about to give up i was like man so all of a sudden one day i get a, a call out of nowhere from nbc in san diego like I can go from El Centro to San Diego, El Centro, California, which I call the gateway to hell, to San uh, Diego. Your your, your 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 internet connection sucks, or is mine? I, something's wrong. Who me? Me? Yeah. yeah. Wait, let me check here. Let me make sure I'm on the right Wi-Fi. Really looks good on mine. I don't. Yeah, know. mine looks good. I think it's you, Barrett. You gotta pay your it's Wi-Fi bill, man. But when when yours yours is stopping. And Rob's is going straight, and it's, it's you know what I'm saying. I don't it's, know. I'm looking at you and Rob, and and it's clear from mine. Yeah, mine I looks clean. Had... There, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Mine looks clean. Mine is janky. Yeah. But unless, that, that's it. By the way, that, that's it. That's a big jump, man, from El Centro yeah. to San Diego. San that's Diego. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm serious. That was like 99. percent I got back to standard. Thanks, but no thanks. Uh, thank you, Mister Tass. He said D Gun looks fine on my end, so it's got to be Barrett's. Uh, got to be mine then. Um, but yeah, man, it was that was that was frustrating, man. I was like, first of all, I didn't even want to be in this business. Second of all, people start pushing me, dude. You got to see where you could go. I start sending out tapes in '99. I even sent a tape to a station called. I figured I, there's no way I'm not getting this job. The station in Tucson was K Gun, K G U N. Oh, that was a natural fit. <laughs> I thought happen. that would be a slam dunk. I got the same standard letter back from them. <laughs> Thank you, but we have nothing uh, that suits your talents. Means basically, you suck. We uh, we we don't want to use you right now. <laughs> and then San Bro. Diego calls me and says, "Yeah, we like what you're doing. How about San- I only had to drive an hour and forty five minutes over the mountains to get to San Diego? I was like, dude, I couldn't pack up fast enough to get out of there. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I just couldn't. I, I I'd never done it. Just, so that's just funny, you know how you know life pulls you through twists and turns, and you know you never have to navigate over mountains and, and oh, yeah. swimming and through canals or whatever just to get where you got to go 
Yeah. So it's mm. true, man. And just ask Andy Dufresne. Uh, <laughs> that was on oh, last night. Oh, jeez. Oh, so Five so football so fields of filth. Yeah. <laughs> to freedom. To freedom. To say Wataneo. <laughs> um, that was your say. You, you, this is say Wataneo for, for us. Say Wataneo. That's where we are. Reds was here too. All right. Come up with this stuff, dude. I don't know. Um, hey, Rob, Rob, you were never this guy, man. You were, <laughs> you were off the chain. Yeah, there's, there, there's an element to Rob I didn't even know exist until after April 18th. Right. Rob was all, ever since I've known Rob, Rob was just very reserved, meticulous, right. well thought out individual. And, you know, I'm starting to believe what Rob has been saying, Barrett, that we have brought out the worst in him or another right. side of him. Bad influence. That I, Bro, I, 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 but I, I, you know, I don't take this the wrong way. I like this Rob Ellis better than I did the other <laughs> Rob Ellis. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I and both the compliments, by the way. Both the complimentary, Thank by the way. Thank you. Bro, Rob, I, yeah, yeah, I didn't take it. I didn't take it's it. Like we, he's trying to reel us back on track, but no, I got to talk about this Rob. I remember we had this lady mm -hmm. on Breakfast on Broad. It was the Bra oh. Lady. I don't know if I told the story before the Bra Lady. Oh, yeah, yeah. But she starts telling these stories. <laughs> and I look at Rob, and this is like in, in the break before she comes on. He knew it was going to go off the rails because she started telling stories about her sitting on cats and, and, and the, Harlem Gold, the Harlem Gold Trotters wouldn't let her play with their, uh, their balls yeah, that they had brought. He was different. But what? she said, I'm kind of pissed off because the Harlem Gold Trotters won't let me play with their balls. I'm yeah. like, so, so Rob looked at me like, oh, man. <laughs> well, we had that one, oh. and then our very last show was Jay Farrow, and Jay Farrow was mad. <laughs> He was on fire <laughs> and he was saying things that were like that. And I were like, Oh my God. And they, Jillian and Sarah Jillian, were, were, were just mortified, man. Ooh. He told Jillian and Sarah, Hey, hey, you ever been with a black guy? Yeah. Black, never come back. <laughs> what? I did not say that. I had no part in this. Yeah, there was a lot um, going on. There was no, a lot. that's what he said. A lot going oh, he, on said, that oh. he said that <laughs> Jillian's like turned like, yeah. Like a, Adam Jay Zexploits gave no you know what. Wrong. He gave yeah. no you know what. Yeah. Adam, Adam's exploits, yes, it is definitely, it was the bra lady, B-R-A. Yes, and, it was. It was. And you yeah. guys you guys had a little conversation after, didn't you, with the management or something? Oh, yeah, because when she turned around, she said that she was going to give, uh, she wanted to give, what's his name, the, the goalie. What was his name? Oh, she liked uh, 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 Briz, Briz Galloff. Yeah, yeah, right? No, no, no. It was. Uh, uh, it wasn't Briz. It was the, it was the, uh, the. He used to have a boat out in um, Jersey. Oh, Bernie Perrant. Bernie Perrant. She told Bernie Perrant she oh, yeah. had broke her right hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She we broke her right hand. Okay. And she said she wanted to give. Look at Rob's blushing already. She said a what? hand job with her left hand on she, on air. She told him that on air. <laughs> she told the story on air. Oh, yeah. So I didn't know what to do. Rob didn't know what to do, and everybody just sitting there. So in the seventies, <laughs> she would frequent uh, establishments that the Flyers would go to after games. Okay. And uh, just let your imagination go from there. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all. So I'm she say. so she said um, she broke her right hand. She had a castle, so she can only give him a hand job with her left hand. And she, she said, said that, that on, on air. On air. And bro, I looked over at There's my co-host like this. I looked at my whole co-host like this. And I stood up, and I gave her a standing ovation. Yep. I, I gave no, her you didn't. Oh, yeah. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Our boss, our boss, made it to us in two point two seconds. Yeah, but like, 
we had we had no idea that this was what this was going to be. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah, I would have got up. I would have got up. I would have got up and walked off the set because I could. I would not been able to finish the segment. I, we, we, had, we had we had a couple of those like crying fits. Like Barrett would get me going, and we, yeah, we would have some moments. We we do birthdays like we do on our show, and right, right, right. Bunch right, of right. Cox's birthday came up, and there was a lot going on, man. Dude, the chat the, the chat is on fire right now. Barrett, why did you say that, man? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah. <laughs> Bro, we were on air and we, and uh, Jillian and um and and what's the name? They were out on on assignment. I don't know what they were covering, and it was Fletcher Cox's birthday. And oh. I said, not not mean, but I said, I love me some big cocks. Oh jeez! Oh, <laughs> oh It was Fletcher Cox's birthday. It was and, also somebody else's birthday. Yeah, too. And, and I have to read this stuff. <laughs> Well, Barrett is just commenting on the side, so I got to get through this stuff. And I, I, you know, after that, I was done. And I'm yelling in my ear, and I'm like, "Well, oh, no, no." And Chris was was a long on the team too. No, that wasn't long. It wasn't that. It, wasn't it was it. something it wasn't else. It was another innuendo of. Oh uh, man! You know, oh what? man! And <laughs> he was handle this, man. It was not easy. He was trying to get it to break. He's like, "Please, can we go to break, please?" <laughs> I can't handle this. Can we get the break, please? So, please, so Jillian and Sarah were not on the set then, or no? I don't know why they like, were on I assignment think... downtown. Yeah. Oh, that's right. There was something going on. Like, I forget what it was. Like, I think Sarah might have been doing like a polar plunge or something like that. That's or, or... right. That's right. That's right. I forget right. where Jillian was, but I yeah, uh, it, was it might have been. Them. It might have been Villanova. Uh, one of. The... It might have been. That's what they in sixteen when they won it. It might have yeah. been. Yeah. So, so Baron, how many times did you get called in the office during your tenure on Breakfast Unbrought? It was so many times, man, in my tenure that um, that is those two times though. I didn't, I didn't get called in the office because she, she met me in the hallway. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, did, oh, didn't make geez. it to the office. And right. <laughs> And then poor Rob gets dragged in because of what you said. Oh, we were all, we were all, we all got it. Oh days. my goodness. I will just tell you that, man. It was, oh, uh, man. It was yeah. fascinating, man. Hey, how about this weird, uh, weird twist to this, to this story. You remember last week when the Nets were supposed to hire uh, Ime Udoka? Yes. They're not hiring Ime Udoka. They're hiring Jock Vaughn, who was their assistant coach. I guess I they get so why. much public heat yep. because of the Udoka thing. Boy, the, the, the Nets are an absolute mess, aren't they? They are a train wreck. I was on the same court with Jock Vaughn. Yeah, he's a Kansas play. guy. He's a Kansas yeah, he guy. Yeah, he was Kansas. And I was at Kansas State. Yep. And I played for a year. And at least I was on the same court with Paul Pierce, Jock Vaughn, those guys. Hmm. You know, well, that that's part of the reason why you could say Brooklyn's four and seven right now. Because that team's a mess. Kyrie's on another planet. If I'm Kevin Durant, I'm like, I can't believe I agreed to come back to this. I really can't. I'd rather retire uh, yeah. and go through this this circus. Uh, Only a matter of time before he absolutely forces their hand to be traded. Well, it's, it's not going to be too long to, to Rob to say, you know what? I just got to retire from this. <laughs> yeah, We're yeah. going to dry you to drink, bro. Baby's got a little bit more of a war chest uh, than <laughs> I do. Let us let us clarify one thing. It will not be me that drives Rob away from this show. There, it you will act not be like me. you just you know holier than thou. No, I no ring leader. No, no, the no, Barrett. ring leader. Barrett, I'm, I'm in a I'm, I'm a more peaceful entity. Um, I'm, he's, I'm, he's devious, Rob, because I know he sits back and thinks. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. How can I make Rob blush today? Oh, there's no question that happens. That, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that is so far from the truth. That is not. That is so far from the truth. Everything I do or come up is spontaneous. I don't think. I don't. Oh, these, okay. are not, these are not premeditated <laughs> things. They're spontaneous. I am not. Oh man. It's not like I'm going to see what I can do to make Rob uncomfortable today. <laughs> no. I'm, you know what? You got to say some certain things, but then there's certain things I will I refuse to indulge in because I, yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. Well, well, I well, do Rob, it. Man, he keeps us going, man. He gets on. I mean, he gives us a rundown of what we're going to do, you know, block by block and everything. We write it down. Yeah, we do write it down. It gets I written did. down. And, and we go through. We go through these things every day. And we try to get through it. We do. We do. I'll we tell you, I, I'll be honest, full disclosure. Today was a, I was on the struggle bus today trying to come up with, uh, with, with oh, topics. Dude, you always do a good job. But see, so, Rob, Rob's always too serious on those meetings. Rob's like, okay, we're going to do this, this, and the Baron, and I'm sitting there clowning. And you look at Rob's face, and he has the face like, <laughs> I just want to get through this so I can continue doing what I have to do. But we're not about to let Rob. So, I Rob, know. you have to understand, we're not going to let that happen. I know better by now. I, it's right, my right. fault we even try to get through it that quickly. And see, poor Xander. Xander's an innocent because Xander's focusing on trying to get our show up and running. He's got another show, Dan Cilio's show, to worry about right yep. after. And Xander's sitting there going, can I just please go back to yeah. working my computers and doing all my techie stuff, please? Can we be left get... alone. Yeah. That's not, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be honest with you. Rob, Xander, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Tell you right. that right now. Right. Never yeah, going to happen. I know. Hey, I'm going to give you guys an early on this date. I have another Ooh. one for you later that's not, okay. as, not as chipper, right? On this date in 1984, that happened. Oh, did Larry, it? Bird, Larry oh. Bird and Dr. J and the Sixers got and the Celtics got into a, a, a brawl. Uh, Moses Malone involved. Everybody, everybody's out there. I think Barkley wow. was a rookie. I remember that game. There was all kinds of good stuff happening there, but Ooh. that's uh. Hey, Rob, that's one of the all timers. I know. I do have to. I, you know what happened? A bit. Making my no, eyes I, water. Well, so I was moving something, something yesterday, and I just, yeah. you know, I'll do it as we speak. So you guys talk yeah, amongst yourself. Yes, I'm please do it. Right all right, Bear. While Rob's away from the mic, what can we do to make him very uncomfortable on this show? Hey, Rob, good to see <laughs> you again, buddy. <laughs> hey, Rob, good to have you, buddy. Uh, no, it's still off. It's still off. Oh, Rob, that's way up. Dude, my eyes are watering looking at that picture, man. Hold on. <laughs> How is that? Better? Yes. That's yeah. not bad, right? That's pretty yeah, good. That'll work. That'll work. Okay. All right. That's good. See, that's what we do. We, we do house cleaning. We, we, we do everything. We keep up with the, uh, <laughs> with the set. Um, all right. So here's what we have for you today. By the way, we're loaded, loaded tomorrow. We have Sal Palantonio at 1230. Yep. yep. We have Al Morgani, who's going into the Hockey Hall of Fame at 130 from Toronto. Yes. He's going to be joining us from Toronto. And we have Brian Mitchell, former Eagle, at 2 o'clock. So we've got a big day for you. But here's what we have today. I think this is going to be fun. When we uh, we come back, we're going to dive into the Eagles and the rest of the schedule. Now, there's a, there's a big debate out there. First of all, everybody's ripping the Eagles schedule and who they played and all this other stuff. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into that aspect of it. But, you know, look, there is an opportunity to potentially go undefeated. And there's a big debate raging of whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing. Do you want that kind of pressure as you head into the postseason? So we'll get into that. We're going to look at Jalen Hurts and how his his running has decreased and whether or not that's a conscious, deliberate effort or it's just the ebb and the flow of the game. We'll talk about that. 
We're going to get into defense a little bit, and then we're going to dive into the commanders, you know, pretty heavily and what went down the last time these two teams played when the Eagles won 24 to eight on week three. We'll do that. We're going to prioritize the Phillies and what, you know, what, what we would like to see uh, them do. We'll talk about the Flyers. They deserve a little love. They're off to a seven, three and two start. And they did it last night without Carter Hart. The NFL, there is a video that you're going to want to see that we'll show you that is very heartwarming. We'll do that. Uh, an important flex. We'll give you an update on Josh Allen. Uh, Dicker the kickers in, in the news again. We're going to talk about the NFL MVP and who it's been through eight, nine weeks. And we'll do our AFC power rankings. And we have a boatload of birthdays and movies. So we got you covered today. We got a big show in store for you. And some comedy to boot. And some comedy to boot, as we always, as we always provide. So we got a lot in store. You don't want to go anywhere. It's a weird hump day. So we keep it rolling. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Because you know trying to find the right person to invest your hard-earned money with can be a real challenge, right? And I went through it for years, and I finally found the right person in Jim. And I couldn't be any happier. You will be as well. Look, I, I've uh, you know kind of gone back and forth with retirement planning, 401k review, what you do, you know, what direction you go. I wasn't sure. I talked to Jim. He's got me going in the, on the right path. And it's a challenge these days, you know, but you, so you, want, you really want the right person. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers to Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. You could also email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean, visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. the greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits. 
as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. everybody sports take jacob sports youtube network hanging out with you on this wednesday he's barrett he's derek i'm rob derek whistling his way through work today we love that we like that it's a, it's a yes. happy sign yes. you're rarely ever whistling when you're depressed you guys That's ever true. notice that, that whistling's true. a good sign you know what's with whistling is also soothing it's uh distracting uh it helps free your mind you know mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it covers a lot of different areas, but you're right. Very seldom do you hear people whistling if they're down or, you know, depressed or, you know, troubled yes. you know, in a lot of ways. But uh, All right. Let, let me hit you with a couple things here, because this is from uh, J.P. Fenlay, who we've had on the show before of NBC uh, Sports in Washington. He just tweeted out D.C. Attorney General to hold press conference on Thursday at noon to make major announcement regarding Washington commanders. Comes Ooh. one week after team hired Bank of America to explore <sighs> options. Something's Ooh. coming down, fellas. Something's Ooh. coming down. That was not a coincidence that Daniel Snyder is looking into selling because he wants to get out before they get him. So sell, sell, sell. Just uh, so that would be tomorrow, tomorrow at noon. Uh, but that's could be significant. Could I be wonder significant. what it is. I, I there, there's. I think they they may find some financial improprieties. Uh, they were cooking the books a little bit, and if that's cooking the, the case, books, huh? Uh-oh. If that's the case, that's where the own all the other owners who have been somewhat loyal to him or are afraid of him or whatever are going to say, "Now we're turning our back on you." It's going to be like wolves, a pack of wolves. Correct, correct. That will be it if that's the case. Right, uh, but that's wow. my speculation. I don't know that for a fact, but we'll find out. Um, so that that's the thing you always know with Washington. There's always stuff floating around. Like there's always, it's never just about football or any of that kind of stuff. And that's one of the things that makes you appreciate the Eagles and good organizations that there isn't, you know, a bunch of other stuff happening. Around. You know, what? It, it also makes you wonder why have outside entities gone after Washington so hard? When you think about it, you think they're the only team that have improprieties going on within their organization. You think they're the only organization that's had uh, allegations, whether sexual misconduct, racial misconduct, allegations going on within their organization. Why is it that Washington is the one that has been singled out as the the the, the dark sheep of the of the conglomerate? All of a sudden, and that, when I say all of a sudden, I mean over the last few years, going back to the Gruden stuff and all the emails, 650,000 emails investigated and looked. Why Washington? And I think it comes back to one name, Daniel Snyder. Correct. Well, Somebody's I been out to get, yeah. to, get, to get him. Somebody's been out. Now, somebody's have been out to get him for quite some time. And now, you know when they say when it rains, it pours? Oh, it's, it's, it's a monsoon right now in that organization. You know when you, when he and his wife he and his wife have been brought up. That's that's when you know. That's when you know it's something, man. That's when you know it's it's, it's some some major things going on. Mm-hmm. You know yep. the wife has got involved and brought into the whole thing. So 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, it feels like something's going to come down. You know, we'll find out. We will find out tomorrow. That is for sure. All right. So a uh, couple things regarding the team that the Eagles are playing. So we know the, uh, the commanders go into this thing at four and five. Uh, they may have Chase Young back. Uh, no, no official announcement yet, but he's coming back from that pretty serious knee injury. Uh, he was an edge rusher, as we know. Um, the Eagles beat them 24 to eight in week three. Of course, that was a game they had nine sacks. Keep in mind, you know, Carson Wentz, as the quarterback, we know he tends to hold the ball a little bit longer. Nonetheless, this should be an offensive line that the Eagles, especially with, you know, with Robert Quinn now having a couple weeks under his belt, this should be an offensive line that you should be able to to do some damage against if you're the Eagles defensive line. I don't know if you're going to get nine, but you should get multiple sacks on Taylor Heineke. I agree. Um, I agree. Taylor Heineke is not going to stand back there and take nine sacks. When I go back and look at that game at first meeting, at least six of those sacks were Carson's fault because there were times he would go back, he would take a three-step drop and all of a sudden start curling up before he actually stood in the pocket to the, to the nth degree and either tried to throw it away. You can see his body starts curling up. He's patting the ball. He's never – I don't know what happened to him, but since 2017, he's, he's well-known around the league as a guy that holds the ball too long, he'll pat the ball. So he took a lot of unnecessary sacks. What are the one thing they teach you about quarterbacks? When in trouble, throw it away and live to throw another day. Yep. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't uh, do, it. Won't do it. He won't do it. He won't do it yeah. for whatever reason. You know what? If I'm Taylor Heineke, anybody else, if I feel somebody breathing on me, I'm throwing it up to the 15th row. Yep. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I am not taking unnecessary hits. But he I, won't I, do it for some reason. I just think two things. I think there's a few things involved, right? Number one, I, I think that he's stubborn to a fault and he doesn't learn. And he's just, he is who he is and it's not changing. I think he's not the same athlete he was where he, he thinks he, he thinks his body can get him out of things that he can, that it can anymore. Right. And I think anybody who's gotten older can relate to that. There's th- things you think you could do when you were in your twenties that you can't do now, unfortunately. Just Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, and I think he, he presses when things go poorly and he tends to play hero ball. Like it's admirable to an extent that he wants to keep plays alive and not to do a whole Wentz thing. Cause it's kind of in the past here, but I think they're the reasons Derek behind what you were talking you, about. You got, you, but you got to be smarter when you're a rookie. Okay. Understand you're taking certain sacks. You're a rookie, but when you've been in the league, as long as he has. Yeah. And you, you should know the game inside and out. You should know situations down and situations inside and out. You know, if you're, if you're first in 10 and you're, you know, your offensive line is struggling. Why would you put yourself in second and 20 yeah. If you throw in, you'd rather be in second and 10 than second and 20. Not this dude. He'd rather be in second and 17, second and 18, second and 20. I just never understood that about him over the last couple of years. He puts himself and his offense in harm's way or stresses his offense because of the, the way he plays the game now. Yes. I just no, don't get that about you're, him. You're, you're 100% right. Now, here's the thing with Heineke. He's not as big. No. Um, he doesn't have the cannon that, that Wentz has, but – He's a playmaker, but what what comes with that also is he'll make mistakes. He's he yep. he, he yep. had a couple yep. of critical ones uh, last week, which helped the Vikings come back in that game. So you know, for a team that's as opportunistic as the Eagles are, the most takeaways in football, again, you should be able to get to him a couple times, but you should also yep. be able to force the you know a turnover with, with him as yeah, well. Absolutely. You look at you look at you know the two guys, you know pound for pound, Carson's the much better athlete. Bigger, stronger athlete. Yeah, yeah. Stronger arm. Um, but I think what differentiates the two is pocket awareness. I think that uh, 
Taylor Henneke has more of a pocket awareness awareness than Carson does. Carson just it, he doesn't think anything's going. On. He doesn't think that all right once this once this 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 rush in rushes over the top of him that he's not going to backtrack and come back and get him. He's like all right he's gone now. No, he didn't disappear anywhere. He didn't disappear from the field. He's backtracking and coming back to get you, and that's where Carson doesn't think about it. you know he just no. he doesn't understand and have that pocket awareness that once this guy leaves he's coming back or eventually they're going to get to you you can, the offensive line can't block forever you know i've blocked for a lot of quarterbacks that um sometimes it's a double-edged sword because you have a good quarterback that can make you look good even though you're bad like you know you, you can yeah. not block a soul he'll get away like Randall. Randall, you could totally whiff on a guy, and he's a good enough athlete that he'll get out the way, get out of harm's way, and still throw it, you know, 70 yards down the field. Mm -hmm. Then you have an athlete like Randall that you could have a block perfectly. You can block for five minutes, and he'll hold it for six minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword. But I I think uh, Taylor Taylor's going to – understand what's going on in front of them. We have a much better defensive line than we had back then. Mm -hmm. We'll start off by saying that. Yeah. With Quinn being here and mm -hmm. Hassan Reddick stepping into his shoes, um, I think they're going to try to run on him with Brian Robinson. So they're going to run that 50 defense. 50 defense meaning, I think, what they call it? What uh, did they call it yesterday? Nickel? Uh, McLean called it uh, nickel. Uh, yeah, nickel, I think. Nickel defense. This just means, you know, that they're running a bare front and, uh, have a center guy head up over the center and two three techniques on the outside over the guard. He called it a one and a half technique. Is what the Eagles like to play. Yeah, or, or yeah. call it. Yeah, exactly. as opposed to a two technique. Yeah. So you know that those are those are things that I can see them running, and he's gonna bowl, he, He's gonna give up more. He's gonna give more pressure up the middle from that tilted guy that's over the center than he did when he was out there the three technique. I really think that. I think they could take advantage of that. I think Taylor has the one intangible that Carson doesn't. He's smarter than Carson in the in the pocket. He's Ooh. a lot smarter. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I would agree with that. I mean, I, I, in all honesty, it goes back to what I said initially. He's a smarter decision maker than Carson is when the ball is snapped, and that's the biggest. Re I mean, when you think about it. Washington, as I said yesterday, Washington's last five games have been decided by five points or left. Last, they're three and two in those games. Mm -hmm. They could very easily be five and zero oh in, in, in all of those games. Now, Heineke is quarterback, you know, many of them. But before that, you look at some of Washington's losses. If it wasn't for Carson Wentz doing the doing the uh, you know duck and you know and, you know dive on a grenade technique back there. Um, they might have won a couple of those other games, which would put them in a much better position record-wise right now. Yeah. So Carson has definitely cost them some games because their defense, for the most part, has not played that bad. Yeah, they've been know? pretty decent. I yeah. don't think they have a great defense. They have a great defensive front, but the rest of the defense is okay. Yeah, you know, and they could have won. They could have won a few more of those games had it not been for that quarterback. Well, you know, and look, the two guys you look at, right? Uh, we've talked about it a lot: are Allen and Payne on the yes. interior. You know, Allen's got five and a half sacks, 11 tackles for losses. Payne's got four and a half, 10 for loss. So, I mean, look, those two have to be accounted for. You, you, you got to be able to take care of business with those two or else you can't let them because they played pretty well in that last game. You, everything got kind of lost because the Eagles were just sacking Wentz left and right. And he turned right. it over and all that. And Devontae had a huge game. 
by the way, which we'll get to right. in a second. But those two guys are 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 nasty. I mean, they're real. they held the Eagles to seventy two yards rushing. That mm-hmm. that stood out to me. You know, if, if there was one positive for for Washington in that game, is that their defense stood their ground against an Eagles running attack that just runs over people. Yeah, and right, right. For for whatever reason, they stonewalled the Eagles' running game. Now, much to the Eagles' credit, it forced the Eagles to pass more. It, it allowed Devontae to have a huge day because their secondary couldn't stay with them. But that's something to take into consideration now is can they stop the Eagles' running game again and force Jalen to throw the ball or the offense to throw the ball more than they really want to in this game coming up? I don't see them containing the Eagles' running game like they did the last time. No. I think the Eagles took with what was there, and they knew they could kill them in the air. But it could be a similar game plan, though. Yeah, no, it, you're right, Gunner. It could. I, I think if the Eagles want to run, they could do it. But, um, yeah, I mean, Devont, Devontae, who has been kind of quiet lately, he had eight catches, a buck 69, and a touchdown. And, yeah. you know, and A.J. Brown was no slouch. Five catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Like, I, I think the Eagles probably felt like they, they, they may still feel this way, that they're vulnerable in the air. You can hurt them in the air. So well, they may – you're right. And, and Goddard's yeah. really come on. So maybe yes. they're they're utilizing all those guys, and they say, "All right, we, the running game will be there when we need it." We don't. They might come out firing. They very well could. Well, didn't we, didn't it, at the time we played them, they had like um, the worst secondary um, as far as statistically in the division at that time. Yeah, yeah, they did. I mean, I you know, we we went through their numbers yesterday. I'll I'll just hit you with them again, but. The commanders are, are better against the run than they are the pass. They're they're Absolutely. giving they're eleventh against the run, which isn't terrible, 113 yards per game, but they're eighteenth against the pass. So, you know, the, the real issues are on offense. Like they're 21st in scoring, they're 21st in running, and 22nd in passing. Defense is right around middle of the pack. Like they're 17th in points, eleventh yep. against the run, and 18th against the pass. They're okay. Right. They're not great. They're okay. And they're only giving up 21 points a game. Yes. I mean, yes. that's huge, you know, and for a struggling team, they're not scoring a lot, but if you hold a, a high-powered offense like the Eagles offense to 21 points, you have a chance. Yeah, you, yeah. You have a chance to stay in the game, and who knows? You know, we've seen some crazy outcomes in these games. I mean, it, it, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm something's wrong. I'm frozen. Okay. You're frozen? Why do you, Barry, why do you, if you can hear me, hop off, see if you can get yourself uh No, I'm, I'm good. I mean, square. I, it, it, I don't know. For some reason, Derek's. Signal it freezes for me, and you know our signal. I mean, your signal stays the same. I don't know what it is. All right, it's because right. you don't like me. Let me, let me try to log off and then try to log back on. All, all right, right. All right. You, yeah, hop off and we'll get we'll get you we'll get you squared away. Um, but I think you know if you look at that last game, Gunner, they Eagles had it was twenty four to eight. It was right. it felt like it just didn't feel like a real super competitive game. And I no. don't know. I think and it wasn't. Had, yeah, but when you're playing divisional games. Weird stuff happens. Like, I think people are looking at this and see that the Eagles are double-digit favorites and all that. Right, right. I wouldn't count on that. I, like, I just – weird stuff happens in, in the division in general. I, I wouldn't either just based on how Washington has played the last five games. They're a different team with Heineke. I'm not saying they're they're all of a sudden a playoff team, but they're a different team with him at the helm. Yep. Now, to me, it tells me they're much, they'd much rather have him under center than Carson because they seem to play a better brand of ball when he's out there. Okay. Yep. For whatever the case may be, you know, and that's just just my theory, is that they got to a point where they were tired of Carson playing, you know, grenade ball, you know, diving <laughs> the ball and, and, and you know, and putting them in, in stressful situations, which offensively as well as putting the defense under more stress as well. Um, now, 
they're playing close games. Yeah. You know, and 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 they're 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 more competitive now. You know, you look at how the outcomes of their last five games have occurred. And how many games has Heineke now been under center for them? Um, oh, uh, was it four? I, I'll tell Is you. I pulled up. I think it's four. I yeah. This will okay. So he's played three. This will be his fourth. Okay, so in all three of those games, they're, they're two and one with him under center. Okay. Yep. Number one, you look at how close those games have been. A play here, a play there, the outcome could have been different, especially in that Vikings game. Now, he, like I said, he's got a little Brett Favre in him. He does. And he threw up that quail. He had a receiver wide open in the middle of the field. He sailed a ball, pick Minnesota. They go down, get the game winning field goal, you know. Um, but he's, but he gives him, he's giving him new life. It's a bad situation down there in general because of all the outside distractions. Players don't want to talk about it. They don't want to be associated with it. But because they wear that organization's colors, they're right there in the middle of this thing. And, of course, to add insult to injury, now this allegedly big announcement could be coming down tomorrow. You know the media is going to run to the locker room and ask them about it. And if I'm a player, what do you say? Uh, I don't know anything about this. Uh, that's My name is Bennett, office. and I ain't in it. Yep, yep. <laughs> I that's just for work the here. front office. Uh, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Even if they do know, I don't know what's going on. But they don't need that. They just want to focus on a rematch with the Philadelphia Eagles. Right, right. They've yeah, had too many outside distractions with this team. No question. So they had beaten – the commanders had beaten Chicago, Green Bay, Indy before that loss to the Vikings. So they're, they're the three teams that they strung together wins against consecutively. Before that, uh, before that game, you know, I, I look back to the other thing we haven't even gotten into yet, and we'll do more of this in the next segment in terms of his his running versus his passing and all that. But I mean, Hertz was money in this game against Washington: twenty-two of thirty-five, three hundred forty yeah. yards, three touchdowns. Didn't have a pick, had a one twenty-three point five passer rating. But you know what? That's kind of along the lines of the way he's played all year. Exactly. Yes. yes. You know, yes. just really good and really efficient, and not turning the ball over. You're right. You're right. That's that's a plus that he he's 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 displayed the entire year. You know he hasn't put himself in harm's way. He hasn't put the ball in harm's way that much. Um, he's played very consistent. Somebody, he's not a game managing quarterback, but he's managed the game. You know he's not somebody that if you put somebody else in this offense, I doubt seriously that there. I think there's only like two quarterbacks in the league that can run this offense and run it effectively. You know, and that's the two best guys, Allen and 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 um, Mahomes, Jackson. just because they're good. I don't think Jackson can run this offense in terms of the the ability to throw it that well. The, the ability to throw it accurately, number one, read things in front of them and process things quickly, understand that you don't have to put yourself in harm's way. I think that you know a lot of these guys put themselves in harm's way, like Allen, Allen, or well, three quarterbacks. You're right, Jackson, Mahomes, and Allen. But I just think I, I really think that Steichen has done a great job in engineering ways that have counters and counters to the counters yep. in their play selection. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just the R- RPOs; it's the RPO that they add a pop pass to, an RPO that they add a little out route to, an RPO where the quarterback can run the ball or he can just hand it off. Usually, when you run these plays. The read option plays, there's usually just three outcomes, maybe two outcomes. Either the quarterback keeps it, uh, he reads the end, he hands it off, or the quarterback will keep it and he'll go run for it. 
an RPO, when you run RPOs, you're not reading necessarily the defensive end. You're reading a linebacker or a safety that's in the hole. So that's two reads, actually. You read the, the uh, defensive end. If the defensive end crashes, that means he's crashing so he could he could um, tackle the run. So he'll pull it if he crashes. If he stays outside, he'll hand it to the running back. Running back takes it up into the line. But with theirs, they add the RPO with the read option. So same thing. If the end crashes, he'll keep the ball. That way he can turn around. He can throw it to you know tight end Dallas Goddard on a little out route. But if they even cover that, the guy that comes down to crack, the uh, the, the the defender that's over mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard can just turn around and make himself available for a little stop route right there, and they, they scored a touchdown on it. Mm-hmm. They have a counter to the counter to the counter on these plays that they have. And, I mean, it, it's working great for them. But yes. you got to be able to read it, though. Right. It, 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 you're right. Yeah. It's a combination of, of installing great stuff, but the quarterback's got to be able to execute it. Um, exactly. And, and he's done it brilliant. It's not just – you know, that's the thing with him and with this offense. It's not just going through progressions and making the right reads in the passing game. It's also in the run game, too. And that's where you really give Hurts a lot right, of – Right, right. I mean, that's the thing. He's, he's, he's such a smart guy. He's got such a high football IQ, you know, that, that you're able to do this kind of stuff. I don't think you would you would – Try this, you, as you mentioned, Barry. You wouldn't. You, there aren't a lot of guys who could pull it off uh, mentally or physically. Uh, you know what I mean? They, they, they wouldn't have the, the capabilities of doing it with their head, or they're you know blessed with the physical talents that they have. You're muted, Barry. Uh, hello. Yeah, I got you now. All right. <laughs> um, what is going on here? Oh, I don't know. You're right. <laughs> What's going on? Here? You're right, man. It's tough. It's tough really trying to that Stankin has really put this offense totally in um in, in Hertz's hands. Like I don't know if I don't know if they, you know, their second team guy could could run this offense. I, I really don't know. I mean, we gotta keep praying that, you know, we don't have to go to Garner Minshew. Cause I doubt seriously if he can run this offense the way that that, that Jalen Hurts runs it. Yeah, I, 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 I know. I, I know he couldn't. You know, right. I, no, no disrespect to. to I Gardner think he Mitchell. could run it. I think he could run it efficiently, but I don't know to the level of, of Jalen. I think he could run it efficiently. I think he can get you through a couple games, and he's fun, and that's good. That's better than most backups. So I'm not yeah. knocking Gardner Minshew, but you can't. It, It'll be a totally different offense. I guarantee you. Yeah, I would be totally different. You wouldn't see any similarities to what you, would. It, you, you saw that in the, um, you saw that last year when he played against the Jets. It was totally different from what they they uh, they played. You know, yeah, yeah. But then give Stacken credit for being able to adjust the game plan to, to, to da suit da. Gardner Minshew's attributes. Mm-hmm. Yep, da you da. Know, you're, right, yeah, you're right. You can you can adjust the offense on, on a fly, and have your backup quarterback play a strong game, not a great game, but a strong game. Sure. To keep, I mean, you got to give kudos, you know, where it's due, and that's to the OC. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. look, I, and, you know, we've had this debate, you know, and Shane Steichen's a guy who's going to be in a lot of conversations if this keeps going this way. What's the trendy thing to do? Yeah. The trendy thing to do is get an offensive-minded quarterback. Look at me, an offensive-minded um, head coach. coach. Yep. Yeah. A head coach is going to call the plays. It, it doesn't seem like, well, it doesn't seem like these offensive-minded coaches, I mean, uh, defensive-minded coaches are faring well at this point. You know, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Except Robert Sala. Salah's got things going. Yes, yeah. he does. Salah has things going, but I mean, yeah. Look at look in Denver. Yeah. Well, 
Look, I, I think, yeah, the most of the success, like Dable, for sure, offensive mind. I'm just yep. trying to think of the rookie coaches. And, and uh, Oh, the rookie coaches. Okay. Um, you look down in, um, down in Miami. Um, McDaniel. Yeah. McDaniel, for sure. McDaniel. Yep, yeah. for sure. Um, um, who else? Uh, is Miami – was he a defensive mind? I mean, no, uh, he Minnesota? was offense. He was offense. McDaniel was I offense. mean, Minnesota. Minnesota. No, he's a, he's an offensive He's guy. offense, yeah. Yeah, he's offensive an offensive mind. Right, they're doing great. Yeah, they're 7-1. Yep. They're, they're um Denver, was he defensive mind or offensive mind? Often Nathaniel Hackett was the Green offense. Bay offensive coordinator. Oh, that's right, old coordinator. Eberflus, yeah. uh, who's Chicago. Chicago, that's who it was. I was defense. thinking. Eberflus. Eberflus, yeah. Who else? Dennis Allen was. Yeah, Dennis Allen was defense. Now he's not a rookie coach. He coached in in with the Raiders. He's still not faring well. I mean, look he's at not. Texas. Look at he's Texas. Not. No. Um, Lovey Smith. Yeah. Lovey Smith that, the Lovie. same way. And that's it. I think that's everybody. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It's definitely the way it has been trending that you would uh, you would go that direction. That's for sure. All right. So when we come back, uh, as I mentioned, oh, by the way, the other thing to look out for is Washington has really good receivers. I mean, McLaurin, yeah. uh, Samuel, yeah. they, they have some guys who will go up and get it. Now, Better hope Dotson's not playing. Well, Dotson, yeah, that, he's out right now. Yeah, that's okay. a, it's, He's been out for a while. Yeah, Dotson <laughs> and McKissick are out at this point. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Uh, that does not help. So when we come back, we'll dick, we'll dive into the schedule here and look at the whole notion of would you prefer they lose a game? Do you want that kind of pressure being the undefeated team going in? And we talked a lot about Jalen Hurts. We'll dive into his rushing attempts uh, because they have gone down precipitously. That's for sure. So we'll talk about that, what Eagles are hot going into this game. We'll do all those kind of things. A little later, we'll have our NFL segment, and uh, we'll get into a bunch of other stuff too. Uh, don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Pro Action Restoration. Now, th- this is key. I want you to take down this number and this website, and just in case you you, you want to be safe, or if you've already had some issues, they are the people that you reach out to. Okay, whether you have a home, you have a business, you have a property, you've gone through the inconvenience, perhaps, or you may in the future, hopefully not, of water, fire, smoke, mold damage, whatever the case may be. ProAction is the place to call. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I personally have gone through it on a Saturday, called them. They were right out. There was no delay, the fact that it was a Saturday. They came out. They cleaned up the place. The crew was professional, clean. The price was very reasonable. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured, and they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. So it could be any of the above. Water, fire, smoke, mold remediation, you name it. They can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760. That's 610-623-3760. Or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days.
At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. At South University, our graduates are among the most highly trained in their profession because of our unique emphasis on research, interprofessional collaboration, and early clinical exposure. Learn more about our programs at salus.edu. All right, we're back. Yes, we are. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis hanging out with you on this Wednesday. By the way, people asking about the hat. It's a Callaway hat, not a not a team-oriented uh, hat, uh, but Callaway golf. I'm bad at golf, but I like their gear. So uh, it's a Callaway hat. I'm getting no endorsement <laughs> out of that, so, <laughs> for whatever it's worth. Um Christy asks, and, and by the way, you guys want to fire some some questions our way uh, throughout the course of the show. We'll be happy to address those. But uh, Chris asks, uh, loyal uh, loyal viewer, uh, can we cover where you think Frank Reich will end up? That's a great question, Chris. I, I don't know right now. I think we have to see how it shakes out in terms of um, – there's two things that have to happen. We have to see what coaching changes occur. I don't think he'll be a head coach, but I think he'll be a coordinator somewhere. And – you know, on top of it, what coordinators leave? What coordinators leave to take head coaching jobs where he can also fill in? Now, do I think there may be a fit with the Eagles? I don't know about that. I mean, he was he was here under Doug. I don't know if the Eagles organizationally would want to revisit that, say, if Shane Steiking gets a head coaching job. Um, I don't think it's out of the question, but I don't know. I think they maybe would want to run a similar um, type of offense, and I don't know – how close what Steichen does and what Reich did are. I don't know. I'm not saying they are, they are different, but I don't know. Well, on the surface, I would think it would be a natural fit since uh, Sirianni coached under Frank Reich. So they think a lot alike. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if, if Frank Reich is honest with himself, he would realize that, you know what, maybe head coaching is not for me. His forte is offensive coordinating. And two teams that come to mind that could be in desperate situations are Chicago and Houston in terms of looking for new direction in terms of offensive structure. Both of those teams have defensive-minded coaches. Frank Reich is well-respected as an offensive-minded coach. He's been around a track for more than two decades in this game, probably longer than that. 
I think I think Frank will resurface as an OC somewhere. And I wouldn't if if Steichen leaves, I wouldn't rule out the Eagles just because number one, Frank was here before. He knows the city, knows the fan base, knows the top tier management in this organization and Howie and Jeffrey. They love him. He loves them. Um, he has history with Sirianni. You know, uh, Sirianni speaks highly of him. It would be a natural fit. So I think he'll be back in the game at OC. Or, you know what, there's the other end, too. After what he's gone through in, in a couple of years down there, he may want to, like Doug Peterson did, step away from the game mm-hmm. for a year, enjoy, a year. enjoy his life away from football, collect his money because they're still going to owe him money, collect his money, and then think about getting back in the game. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that, that plays itself out. Go ahead, yeah. I, I think that might be the most likely thing, you know, just because they're halfway through the season already now. Yeah. So him going anywhere. Um, I mean, he could be, he could even go in as a, um, a, a you know, an assistant or, or what do you call it? A, um, assistant head coach. Not even an assistant head coach, but like a, a consultant. Consultant. Yes. Yeah. A consultant somewhere because, I mean, we know he's very talented. Very much so, one of the better call play callers in the league, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of like a coach Stalin. Coach Stalin doesn't want all the headaches that come with being a head coach. That's why yeah. he's fine with just being a position coach, being an mm-hmm. offensive line coach. Yeah. He don't even want to be a coordinator. He could get just about any job he wants right now in the NFL for sure. No question about that. Yeah, yeah. He's he's they take care of him and he and he's happy. You know? yep. There's something yep. to be said for that, man. Absolutely. You know, if you don't need that glory, man, you can. And look, he's been here a long time. He's, like, he's yeah, back, like me, his family's I, not moving every five minutes and all that other stuff, too. I'd be happy with sitting back being a position coach. I wouldn't want to be a coordinator, and I wouldn't want to be a head coach. Yep. Too many problems with that. Okay. Too many problems, you know. Hey, William Stark has a good question. Let's see. Like, know how much my shoulder is hampering him. Uh, uh, good question, because he has not played up to his standards, William. I will no. tell you that. And he knows it. And he knows it. He's not he, happy. He with said it. Yeah. Yeah. He told. He, he said it. He said it sucks. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it. It. I wonder what shoulder it is he's talking about. Which what mm. shoulder he hurt? Because yeah. I can understand it, but not, there's still no excuses for him playing the way. He's yeah. When playing. he was when he missed time, it was a concussion. <laughs> yeah. You just got. You know, his sets aren't the same anymore. You know, if you watch film of earlier on and watch film of him now, two totally different guys, two totally different beasts. He doesn't have that jump that he used to have. He used to be able to jump on guys, get on them, and wait for them to get to him. If you watch his set and you watch Lane's set this past week, you'll see the drastic difference. If you watch his set early in the year, you know, four games ago, and watch it now, it's it, it, it's it's totally it's totally different from what you saw um, this last two the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, well, look, well said, well said. All right, I, I wanted to hit you guys with this. So, um, Ruben Frank had a good piece today, NBC Sports Philadelphia, where he chronicled uh, the the amount of running and, and rushing attempts that we've seen from Jalen Hurts and how much it's decreased. So, if you look at his first five games, he averaged thirteen point six rushes per game. Mm. Last three games, six point seven. So it's down, you know, essentially halfway uh the rushing attempts is that just because Sirianni will, will tell you until he's blue in the face hey it's all about the game it's all about depending on the matchup that week but that's pretty significant is that a conscious effort by the organization or is that just week to week kind of thing 
I think it's a um I think it's more so the game plan that they're implementing. The game plan is has them doing a lot more drop back quarterback style of play. It's a lot less RPO action than it is um them running um you know, running the ball, get put him in opportunities where he can run the ball. RPOs gives you an opportunity to run pass option. You can do both of those things. And 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 I haven't just seen that. You know what I'm saying? I haven't I, I didn't see that. I see a lot of drop back quarterback play more so than anything. You know, and that's because they believe in his arm. They believe in his ability to read things. They believe in his touch, his deep balls. You know, those are all things he's playing well and doing and executing. So mm. why put him in harm's way? You know, make him stay healthy. You know, Allen right now, and, it, and this is probably going to be why they're going to go forward with this. Look at Allen. You know, he's 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 hurt, and they don't want him hurt. So I, I think this may be uh, what the offense is going to. It just really depends on what they want to do and how they want to go out there and effectively take advantage of these defenses that he's going to be playing against. What about you, Gunner? I think it boils down to the offensive line giving him ample time to throw, number one. Number two, he's got wide receivers running wide open, especially in those quick slant passes. He's got two guys, uh, three guys running wide open, including the tight end. And number three, I think the the tight end screen has become an integral part of this offense, which takes a lot of heat of them also. It gives a defense another element that they have to watch for. They just can't all out go after him because that has become such a vital cog in their offense, that tight end screen now. Uh, so I think those three elements are the reason why he doesn't have to run as much now. Yeah, look, I, I think it's fair. And I, I think there's a little bit of everything. I do think they realize, you know, you can't run as much as he ran against Detroit, even though he had to run that much. I think they realize that he's too good to completely shut this thing down. But some of it is game. You know, like we talked about with the Washington game previously, the Eagles attacked them in the air because they could. <clears throat> Maybe they didn't run it as much because it yeah. wasn't going to be as successful. I think some of it just depends on the game and what's happening. But I, I'm fine with this. Like he doesn't, obviously the, the offense isn't hurting a fourth and points scored. So whatever no. they're doing is, is working. So I'm good with it. And if they feel like they need to dial back a little bit. Yeah. Some of this, you can't control. Like we, we act like all this stuff is designed. It's not right. Some of these are right. scrambles. Some of these are just like, whatever, you know, outside of the pocket, you're making plays. So I'm good with it. Um, you know, the other thing I wanted to point out too, and then just flip, jump over to the defense for a minute. You know, they haven't allowed uh, – they've allowed 17 points or fewer seven straight games ever since that Detroit game, which we know got out of control. Right, uh, right. In a big way. You know, for all the, you know, kind of faults that we we, could, we tend to find sometimes with the defense in general and, and Jonathan Gannon, they're, they're not allowing a lot of points and they're taking the ball away a lot, which is really – and they're sacking the quarterback at a decent rate. Top six, I think, top five. Mm-hmm. These are all the things we called for in the offseason. And so far, so good. I mean, almost halfway through, it's exactly what we're getting. You, you we're we're just not going to be happy, man. You know, that's just us and and who we are. Um, you know, we're saying he's running too much. We're running too much. Say he's passing too much. We need to pass more. I mean, it's, we just we're just not confident in what we want as a defense. We want a defense to go out there and blitz like Buddy Ryan. You know, that's what we want. You know, we want to we want a defense that's gonna go out there and, and average nine sacks a game. We're just not gonna get that. Yeah. That's just not a concept that that uh Gannon wants to do. Gannon wants to stop the big play number one, corral everything in front of him and make a play. You know, and it's working, you know, it's working. The teams are scoring less than 17 points. 
So it may not be that defense, you know, you see, because everybody wants this, you know, uh, defense got everybody running around looking crazy, you know, like kind of like what, you know, you, you're seeing with Dallas, you know, those guys up front, you know, creating all that pressure. Baltimore, same way. Yeah, but yep. it's just not what Gannon is. And I just got off, I just got off thinking he's going to do that. He's a, he's a guy that's going to allow his guys to make those type of plays. You know, they're going to, he's going to allow them to, if they see something, work that out, but they're not going to call an aggressive game. Uh, while they're doing it, all right. Look, all right. I think that's a. I think it's a fair way to look at it, um, for sure. And, and I, you're right. He, it feels like he's not going to compromise as far as that goes. And, and I feel like he probably thinks I don't have to. I, I'm able to get home. I think, especially with Robert Quinn being there, um, in terms of getting pressure on the quarterback, for sure. You look at a couple guys who are hot right now for the Eagles. Javon Hargrave's got five sacks in the last two games. Right. He has yes. really come on, man. And I don't know. It, how much of this is just he's in there a little bit more with Jordan Davis out of there, or he's in one of those runs like he was in the early part of last year. You remember how good he was the first half of last year? Yes. He was and awesome. And then just faded, yeah. Yeah, and I hope again, I hope that's not what we're in, in store for here is all of a sudden he just kind of gets neutralized. But he, he's been awesome. He's been all over the place. I think he's taken advantage of two bad offensive lines the last two weeks, and he's going to face another bad offensive line this week. And I thought it was beneficial that Gannon slid him over over the nose tackle a lot and let him take the A or B gap more. And the centers he's going up against and the guards can't handle him right now. And I think that's his best position until Jordan Davis comes back. And even when Davis comes back, when Davis is not on the field, utilize him in the same manner. If that's what's getting the most productivity right now out of him, then so be it until somebody can stop him and force them uh, to do something else. But you know, he's been, he's been in a perfect situation the last couple of weeks in terms of who he's gone up against, and he has reaped the re- the rewards of uh, the of, of what it has presented to him. Yeah. I, I actually, I, what do you think, Matt? I mean, that, that's it, – it, it, when, I, when, I, when I look at, you know, what this team as a whole, man, you know, let's, conceptually, let's, let's think about how – we attack this. You know what I'm saying? Like, when are we going to be happy with what's going on? I'm happy. Never. You're, you're preaching to the happy choir. <laughs> Never. As I, as I whistle down the road driving the GAN wagon. I'm very happy. Right. I mean, but we're not going to get those type of defense, you know, when you had Trot and all those guys. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to get that type of defense. It's not no. one of those we're going to blitz you to death and all that type of stuff. He has good enough athletes that he can run the defense the way he runs, he wants to run it. Just like offensively, Shane Steichen, I, I just can't say enough about how he's customized this offense around him. And you look at Hargrave and what he's been able to do, they put him in another position, mm-hmm. and he's playing well at that position. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not taking anything from him as far as you know what he did the first half of the season. But schematically, when you put him over the nose, and then you have to when you put them over the nose like that, and then you have the both the guards covered. That means that offensive line has a block man on man. So him beating a center is easy because the center has everything. He he got to do everything. He's got to snap the ball. He's got to remember to snap. He's got to remember to play. He's got to well. First of all, when he gets to the line, he got to call the mic. When he calls the mic, he now gets in the stance. Now he's you know he's got to get the ball to the quarterback. He got to snap, get his hands up get his head up, 
and block a guy. That's a lot for one guy to do every play. So Hargrave is taking advantage of that and getting up on him and getting out of stance and exploding through before the center can do every, do anything. That's why he has some success because he's played that position before. Mm-hmm. He played that when he was in Pittsburgh. That's what he did for that whole time. But to say he's, that hasn't been playing, he's been playing hard. He's been playing his ass off this past, this entire season. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, you know, he's gotten a lot healthier than before also. But you put him in a better position when you put him at that mm-hmm. note, mm-hmm. you know, just for right now. All right, so the other one, uh, a couple other guys that are hot. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, four picks in the last two games. He's got five on the season. and He couldn't tackle my grandma, though. Huh? He couldn't tackle my grandma, though. No, I I was just (laughs) going to say, we know tackling is not a strength. However, he does have a nose for the ball, man. Yeah, he does. You know, that's for sure. That's why he's more of a corner than he is a safety. Because he he, he ain't hitting you. But that's okay. No, no. That's okay. Bro, I can remember uh, we playing Dallas one year, and uh, it was cold outside. It was cold. It was the it was the uh, the fifth down play. Well, it was the fourth down, but you know, I called the fifth down play. But uh, I, it was that same game, and I can remember I pulled around the corner, and we call it nineteen Bob. I pulled around the corner, and I'm going to hit Dion, and Dion turned around, haul ass, ran out of bounds. I'm like, what's going on? I say, big fella, big fella. They pay me to cover. They don't pay me to tackle. They damn sure don't pay me to um, hit big guys like you. So, hey, you ain't got to worry about me. If you got to block me, don't worry about it. You know, I'll take myself out the play. <laughs> he ran all the way out of bounds, bro. Well, he's kind of the same way, man. I ain't, I ain't trying to do that. They don't pay me for that. They pay me to cover. That's what I am, a cover corner. <laughs> and he's, he's a ball hawk. Um, you know, for a guy who's learning a new position, basically, uh, I think he's been able, for the most part, except the tackling, to cover up his deficiency well in that regard. He's a ball hawk. He's leading the league in interceptions. He's great at breaking up passes. He gets from sideline to sideline as quick as any safety back there yeah, in does. the game today, you know, to help out when he has to. So I think if he has that one deficiency in the tackling, you still have 10 other guys that should be able to wrap up. Um, I, I'll take that from him right now. You know, considering what he's given to this defense, in terms of help generating uh, turnovers, uh, covering guys, taking away deep balls, uh, getting sideline to sideline, I'll take I'll take all that and give up that one deficiency. Well, you know what? Let me take. Let me, I'm sorry, Rob. He's not a guy that's going to tackle a running back or a tight end. Force against force, man against man. He's going to go up and tackle a corner. I mean, a, a wide receiver. Yeah, right, right. And not trying to, you know, if you pick him up and put him down, you you barreling down on him. I can't see him going in and tackling a guy. But Bro, I mean, this is the story. Don't get into the secondary. Don't let him get. In, don't let the other team get in the secondary. Hey, that man. That man made made a business decision. Yeah. He don't want to be sipping soup through a straw. He wants to be back to play another play. No, look, right. I look. I hear you. I hear you. Um, then you go to the other side of the ball, and you know mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard's now second in receiving yards on the team. Last two games, fourteen catches, a buck sixty-four, and a touchdown. Here you go. He is wow. really coming on, guys. That's because he is. I mean, he's starting to step out. He's feeling comfortable with it. You know, look at that. Do you guys remember that pass he the, um, that uh, Hurts threw, and it was behind him, and he yeah. caught it, tipped it, brought it, brought it back in, yep. put a first down. I'm like, yo, he's in a zone. He's playing lights out right now. You know, he and both he and AJ Brown, man, are, are, are 
got the symbiotic relationship with with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, they do. I mean, they are just they are just balling, man. I mean, that catch alone told me, yeah, he's one of the top tight ends in the league. Ball and he's, he's number two in receiving yards right now. So, what else do you want from him? You know, he's he's really improved year to year as a blocker. Great hands, has great ability to get separation. Um, and the fact that he's, I tell you what, he's really starting to pick up his chunk yards. Like I said before, those tight end screens have been money for that team. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's been big for that team. So, you know, he, he's exactly where you want him to be and what you want him to be at this point. Um, you know, he's arguably, I don't think it's an argument. He's one of the top three to four tight ends in the game today. You know, um, he doesn't get a lot of the accolades that some of the other guys get, but still, the numbers the numbers speak speak facts. Well, in you terms know, of what he's doing, yeah, he's and then you look at Smith. I think Smith is going to be our our Washington killer from this point on. I say, do you look worry at all? That big he's game not, by him. He hasn't been super productive lately, uh, even though the team's winning. Do you worry about that on a couple of fronts? Do do, do you just? Worry about his psyche that he's going to get start getting unhappy. Do you worry? You know, like, like where do you where do you where do you fall on him not necessarily tearing it up right now? I don't see him being a guy that you got to worry about him not getting the ball and him getting an attitude about it. He knows his time will come when that when the defense and it might be more so that uh, the defense are dictating that he's not getting the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That might be the case also. Um, He's a weapon, man. He's a weapon. And, you know, these teams are taking notice on it. I know for a fact Washington's going to take a notice, uh, notice of it. Mm-hmm. And that's just why I think we might need to run the ball a little more against this Washington team because they're going to have to find a way to help somebody on A.J. Brown, find somebody to help on um, Dallas Goddard yeah. in the passing game. So when you look at that, how many other resources can you allocate to also stopping Smith? That's my yeah. thing. I don't know. I don't know what you do. Like it, it's a really difficult team to yes. game plan. You, yes. you usually go in saying we're going to take X away or X and Y away. If you take X and Y, Z is going to kill you. Exactly. Um, I think winning winning cures all individual thoughts. You know, pass catchers want to catch the ball because their numbers go up, and that means they have a bigger, better bargaining chip when they have to sit at the table uh, across from management to discuss what they're worth. Um, and go back and forth in that regard. Uh, right now, they're winning. Why would anybody complain right now with a team that's winning? You don't want to be that guy who's a negative narrative in a winning situation right now. Why would you? You really don't. Especially in a city like Philadelphia because you, they know you're going to get called out. You know, If you start talking about me, 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 instead of staying on the we track, you're going to get singled out for all the yeah. wrong reasons. And then all of a sudden you have to stand there and answer questions. You don't want to questions because you brought this on yourself. And I think the Eagles as a whole have done a good job of saying, look, you look at our numbers across the board. We've tried to give everybody a week, a different week when they can shine. It's Goddard one week. It's AJ the next week. It's Devontae one week. You know, it could be Miles Sanders. It could be Quez, you know. Um, and that's the way it's – and as long as it's working – Nobody can say anything right now. Now, you might grumble with your family and friends, but on the surface, I mean, let's face it. I'm looking at the numbers, and and, and Devontae Smith has just three less catches than A.J. Brown when you think about it. Wow. So, He's not that guy either. Nope. Yeah. Devontae. He's just not. 
Well, when you come from a program like like Alabama, you know, he was groomed for this from in terms of shed, sharing the wealth. He had to wait his turn. Think about that. Right. Yeah. Think about the talent that was in front of him. He knows what that's like. So it's not like he came he came out of college, he was a star four years in a row, all American two years in a row. He had to abide his time and wait his turn. Me, and so that's is. what he's doing here. Perfect, perfect, uh perfect you said that, Derek, because he went from catching that national championship ball from yeah. Tua. Yeah. To still being an afterthought because he has so many good receivers. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, he had so much speed in front of him. You know, I mean, it was crazy how much talent they had the wide receivers that he had to wait his turn. And oh, by the way, when he does get to his turn, has over 1,800 yards. Yes. Yeah. Wins a Heisman. Yeah. Wins the Heisman trophy. I mean, they just couldn't stop him. They just crank receivers out. I (laughs) mean, they rank out receivers. In this day and age of. College athletes hopping, skipping, and jumping to different colleges now because they're not getting enough playing time at one, and they want to play more at another college so uh, they can get noticed with the draft coming around. You know, Devontae, he could have left. He could have left Alabama yep. and gone somewhere else. But he was smart enough. Whoever whoever was talking to him was smart enough to get him to understand, look, dude, your time's coming. Just wait your turn. Look at where you are right now. You're in the pro – you're the you're in the – Creme de la creme pro football factory of college football. Right. Wait your turn. It's coming. And sure yep. enough, Heisman Trophy, first-round draft pick. You know, um, now if AJ had been here, who knows? Devontae might have 50, 60 catches by now. But because of them having, adding AJ, um, you know, you got Quez, you got, you got, you know, other guys in, coming out of the backfield, you're going to have to share the wealth. We understand how good you can be. If you're good management, you're not gonna you know you're not gonna screw this guy over when it comes money time. Now, because you're already paying one guy hundred million dollars, can you afford to pay another one hundred million? That's a big receiver. I mean, how many how many teams have two what you know eighty to hundred million receivers on a roster? It's a good question. You know, yeah, you know. Yeah. So the Eagles are gonna have to make a big financial decision to make when it comes this term to sit yeah. down. At the bargaining table. The, the problem, too, is everything is offset by Jalen Hurts getting a massive payday, too. Yes. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. So there are going to be some guys that may have to walk who are really good. You just can't afford them. And and, and Howie's as good as anybody with managing that. So yeah. oh, if yeah. anybody can pull it off, it's Howie. But still, that's a that's a reality of having a lot of talent on your roster and doing well. It's a, it's a good problem to have, but it you know it's something – it's a problem. Nonetheless, well, you got to enjoy it while you can because you can't keep everybody happy. I mean, that's yeah. just the nature of the beast. I mean, you know, people were shocked. You let a t- Kansas City, you let a Tyreek Hill go. He's the premier receiver in the game, and you let him go. Yeah. Well, you know, Kansas City has sh- shown that we were more than just a Tyreek Hill offense. Tyreek goes to Miami. He's leading the league in passing, so they both got what they wanted. Tyreek got the big contract. He's the number one receiver in the National Football League. Kansas City's offensive machine continues to roll. So they both basically got what they wanted out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right, we come back. We didn't get a chance to get to it in the first segment, but we will We will do this. Um, we're going to get our priorities straight for the Phillies, what we would like to see. We'll also talk about the Flyers a little bit. But top five things we love about sports. We will do that. I don't even well. like sports. You don't like spirit. No, I don't sports. even like sports. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Uh, so maybe just Barrett and I will do it since there. Yeah, I, like I got you, bro. I got you. All right. We will do that when we get back. Uh, I can take and- this segment off then? 
you're going to go, yes, you go get your snacks, your Halloween snacks that you haven't already oh, destroyed. I'm sure there's not much left at, at this point. But. You know, it's funny you should say that, but it's not. <laughs> uh, uh, pace yourself, as they say. Um, we'll, we'll do a little NFL at 2 o'clock and get into a bunch of other stuff as well uh, when it comes to great, great video you want to see it from Lamar Jackson also. So don't go anywhere. Uh, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We're going to talk about Flint Tree Services right now because Flint Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So if you have any types of issues in your property or on your yard or in your yard or on your property with your trees, if you do, they're just a quick phone call away. They're experts trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, you get storm and hurricane season upon us right now. It's a great time to have your trees evaluated. Make sure everything is good to go. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2820. 610-850-2848 or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one, and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. And Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. My wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever. She was in rehabilitation for years. She had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Lee Hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Lee Hockey, tell us your story. The faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. 
Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. up everybody we're back yes we are sports steak jacob sports youtube network with you on this wednesday hey the other thing that we didn't mention off the top of the show it's truly a day to celebrate that we have no more political commercials that we have to watch while we're thank tv good that in and of itself is a beautiful thing man thank goodness because i got tired of hearing all the bashing at each other did you know this so-and-so oh you know, but the supported thing is, it was this. Just re- it's relentless. It's nonstop. Dude, mul- the millions and millions of dollars go into this, the political oh. campaigning and stuff, man. I'm like, my goodness, enough already. Uh, to yeah. me, I don't like how vote however you want. It's a turnoff to both parties, to everybody involved. Like, like just the, the amount of it. It's it was nonstop. simply ridiculous, man. You know, you, you go from this guy to this woman to that and mm-hmm. how they, you know, sued this dude and this guy did this. I'm like, come on. I mean, yeah. are there any good people in the world? Oh, no. Hey, I'll settle this right now. I vote for Pootie Tang for president. <laughs> <laughs> That's Pootie, a qualified candidate. Pootie Tang for president. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. So uh, I thought we had some fun with this. We, did, we had a lot going on in the first segment, but I thought we'd get back to this. Top five things we love about sports. Maybe it just kind of got to thinking about it today. There wasn't much going on last night. We had the Flyers game on. I watched a little bit of college basketball, but there wasn't much. And I was jonesing for some baseball. I was jonesing for some hoops. And I'm certainly jonesing because the Eagles last played Thursday. They don't play till Monday. So I'm jonesing. So I thought we'd do a little uh, little sports love. I'll go first if you guys don't mind. Go right ahead. All right. What I love most, and some of this is the fact that, you know, we're based in Philadelphia, so it applies to that. But I think there's there's a lot of cities and markets that this applies to. I just love how passionate people are about it. Like, there, there's an accountability that comes with, you know, certain cities with their team. And there's zero apathy. Like, it matters. And I like that part of it, that it's not just going through the motions, go get them tomorrow, everything's going to be fine you know, et cetera, et cetera. When it comes to Philadelphia in particular, there is a different level of care that you get. And you it's, you get it in a few other cities, but it, it, it's hard to get it universally across the board like you have in Philadelphia. So that's that's one of the things. And it, we're able to do what we do because people love sports, and I do appreciate that. So that, anyway, that, that that's one thing. Uh, number two, I love the rehashing, the recapping. You know, the, the pouring over every detail of things, mostly it's, it applies to the NFL, but it applies to everything, really. It's either the next day or that week leading up to the game. I love that. I love going through it. Barrett, I know how much you love, you know, with tape, you know, et cetera. I, I, I just think that's so much fun as a fan, sort of reliving the good, the bad, the indifferent. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, so I would go with that. That's what Number I call th- reliving. reliving. Reliving, yes. Uh, number three for me would be anticipation. Knowing you have a game that night, knowing when you wake up that morning, there's a game at one o'clock, knowing you have a game Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night, whatever it is. I love that feeling that I got that in my back pocket. I'll get through today. I'll get through work. I'll get through some of the others, the real life stuff. 
because I know I have that a little bit later where I can escape and, and have some enjoyment. So the anticipation is big. I think it's what makes the NFL great is the rehash, then the anticipation uh, component. Number two, I love the daily companion piece. The fact that almost every day you can find something that you love, uh, whether it's college hoops, college football, tennis, boxing, whatever, even away from the mainstream sports, there's always a daily companion. That's the, one of the best things about baseball is it's virtually every day. Uh, so I would go with that as number two. Number one for me is the, the ability that sports has to unite people. The unity, as Rick James would say with his ring. Charlie Murphy! <laughs> unity. <laughs> I, I, that, I love that. Uh, the unity of the communities. And we saw it with the Phillies. You know, there were a lot of people that didn't watch the Phillies all year. And then when it came playoff time, and I don't mean this in a negative way, they jumped on the bandwagon. That's fine by all means. And, and everybody <clears throat> kind of got involved. It's cool. Kids are wearing their gear to school and all that. I love that part of it. And it cuts through race. It cuts through age. It cuts through gender. A lot of times, some of the issues that we unfortunately have as people kind of go away for a minute because it's, there's one common goal and bond with See, that's your my, team. That's, that's my number one right there. Yeah. And, and you only care about the color of your team. You don't care. There's none of that other crap that goes on in our, our world, unfortunately. So uh, that would be me. That would be my five. Um. Now I want you to know, Derek. He did it the wrong yeah. way. Here we go. He did the wrong way. You guys told Why me. Why did he do it the wrong I way? I went five through one. He went five. Derek, you got to start. Oh, you went five through one. Of, yes. yes. Five. See, he's not oh, paying man, attention, is, Rob. I told you, he didn't pay attention. Oh, well, you saved the best for last. I build it up. Yes, build it Barrett. up. Build it up. At least my best. Now your everybody's best is you know depending on your. Your preference. Well, mine was the same way, but look, mine. This is mine right here. All right. And I, I, mine were like from a from a athlete athlete point of view. Okay. Athlete point of view. <laughs> the anticipation of going to war. Mm. That's 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 number five. You know, you can't wait to get up in the morning and go out there knowing you're gonna choke somebody the next day. <laughs> There's nothing like that, man. There's nothing like you going out there. You have to go to jail. It imposed your will. The stuff I did out there, I'd probably go to, I know I would go to jail for it. You just couldn't do to somebody, you know what I'm saying, legally. That's, I love that part of it. That's all, I I love, and you got to have that mindset, Barrett, right? If you don't, you're going to be the one getting choked out, not choking. I got to get him before he gets me. Yes. You're taking food out of my kid's mouth. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I love that. Then number four, the passion of the game. Just being out there, the love of the game, just, you know, just, just, you know, watching hours of tape and doing that, you know, that, that's, that's, that's an unbelievable experience, yes. you know what I'm saying? That passion you have for your sport. Then um, my number three, the camaraderie in the locker room, the relationship that you've built, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, just like this team I have right here, the three of us. You know what I mean? Just, just the, the anticipation. You guys, you know, the camaraderie that we have, you know what I'm saying? You know, busting each other's balls and all that stuff, man. You know, and it's just, that, I love that aspect of it. That's awesome, man. Then the competitive nature of, you know, just just the entirety of, of, of just being competitive, you know, not wanting to back down. You know, that's, that's my number two. And then just like you said, your first one, my, you know, I love sports because it crosses all barriers. All barriers, race, creed, color, um, financial, um, 
everything, you name it. It it it, it brings everybody together, countries together. It it you know it, it's it's one thing that you can have in common with somebody you have nothing else in common with, but you can be in common with the love of the Philadelphia Eagles. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can hate you, you can hate me, right. but on game day, we're good to go. Yep. You know what I'm saying? My yes. my city against your city. I love that. So that's my five. That. That's good, Ben. Good five. Good five. How about you, D-Guy? When we initially discussed this on the pregame show, I started to make a list based on just being a fan of, of, of sports in general. And then I had to catch myself because we are three of m- many, but a small fraternity sorority that have advantages that most fans don't have. So I had to combine, I had to combine mine with both business and pleasure when it came to my list. So for number five, I, I put down, it brings people together of all races, you know, um, let's face it. The, the, America is still inundated with racism. And there are a lot of professional sports teams, whether you want to believe it or not, there are athletes in the locker room who don't like other people that they play with because of where they come from, religious beliefs, race, creed, color, whatever you want to call it. But because it is their, their um, workplace, they are forced to be one. It's, it's like dig, getting in the trenches in, in war. You're forced to be going, yeah, look, if my man falls, I got to pick the next one up because we have a common goal we're trying to achieve, which is winning. All important thing about sports is winning. You'd rather win than be a loser. So I definitely, uh, I think it does put aside for a few hours out of a day or a moment in time where all races are together for one common cause, rooting for that jersey or pulling for your teammate. Next one is from a business perspective, I have had the I have been blessed to be able to be in every NFL stadium for free multiple times. You know, how many people I mean, think about it. I have been except for the two new stadiums, uh the Raiders at Chargers Stadium, um and and the Vegas Stadium. I've been to every stadium that you could possibly be in for free. Basically. I've been able to get on the field, to be in the locker rooms, to be up in the press boxes for free. Okay. Yeah, and I can go back. I've covered games at old Jack Murphy Stadium, which was called Qualcomm Stadium, right. Candlestick yep. Park. So I, you know, I, as a kid, as a kid, I watched athletes perform in those stadiums. Candlestick Park back in the nineties was legendary because of what the forty. I got to walk on the same field as those athletes. You know, not many That's people cool. can get to say to say that. Yeah, that is okay. Cool. Yep. Number three. Our profession entails us giving our opinions, whether people agree with us or not. We are on a platform and get paid to give our opinions and to tell stories. You know, when you're out in the field covering a person or a team, you're telling a story for whoever you work for. When you sit in front of a microphone. Uh, Derek, it's, it's not a point. When I say something, it's factual. It's not opinion. Uh, that, that, that's a lie. But anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway. That, that's a bold-faced lie. Fibbing, fibbing. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you do. You get paid to give your opinion. We, we we sit here, and this is what we do, okay? We don't, we don't have a straight nine-to-five job. We, we're not doing the same thing every day. We're covering sports every day, but mm-hmm. we're talking different things every day. You know, you go to most jobs, you're doing the same thing every day. Yep. We're not doing it. Uh, number two, from a fan perspective, I do get those few hours a week, a day to just release and and to let the adrenaline flow and to beat your chest 
um, to, to go through the highs and lows of your team or whatever game you might be watching. It may be a team you're impartial to. You know, um, you, you see a great game and you, you're a fan in front mm-hmm. of your TV. You know, so I, I love that aspect. And number one for me has been the ability to make lifetime friends with people you watch on TV. I mean, I can pick up the phone and, and you know, we're sitting here with Barrett Brooks. Think about how many people we call to be on our show right. that are friends. I can call Brian Dawkins, Brian Westbrook. Any given moment, I look down at my phone. I'm getting a text from them or Hugh Douglas or somebody like that. Um, I've had a chance to be friends with the likes of Mario Lemieux, uh, Eric Hyden, who is one of the best speed skaters, Olympic speed skaters ever in the history of speed skating. Um, I've made friends on multiple platforms. Coaches, Andy Reid is, is a good friend of mine, you know, and not many people can say that because mm-hmm. even people who know Andy in the profession will tell you Andy Reid doesn't let a lot of people in. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I've had that opportunity. So for me, that's number one is the ability I've had to make lifelong friends with people that you only read about, you only see from a distance, you know. And, and, and for me, those, those as I kept tweaking and stuff, I said, you know, those five things which were, were the ones that really stood out to me. Well done, gentlemen. Yeah. Well done. Really good, man. I love that. I love Bro, it. It was, you know. Yeah. I, I'm trying to figure. Oh, 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 oh. I see my name a lot on the. On the, on the <laughs> John Dickerson. Barrett hated Ian Beckles because he said steak is shaped better than White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Ian was my oh. dude, man. It was a dude, man. And oh yeah, yeah. Barrett is the eat dessert first kind of guy. Bro, because I'm grown now. I do. I do. I eat my, I eat, I, I, if I make dessert, I'll eat that first. Then I'll eat my dinner. That's an interesting yeah. move. The, the I'm, dessert I'm grown now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, when you're grown, you can do certain, like I, I'll never eat liver again in my life. Cause I'm grown. I don't have to. Yep. I'm grown. I done went to bed many a nights without eating dinner because Hungry. it's liver. Yep. I, my parents move was you're going to sit there until this is finished. And I would, <laughs> I would sit there sometimes for hours. Like I'm not getting it, man. Like everything would be cleaned up around, like in the kitchen. My mom be putting stuff away. I think I knew the game was starting. That's how they would always get me. It'd be like set. It'd be like three minutes before the game's about to start, and I would give in. But I would sit there for two hours until they would. I'd finish my plate. I'm not kidding you, man. Look, my my, both of my parents came from the south, and 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 food was hard to come by, and Mm. food was a, a commodity. I was too afraid to get up from a table and tell my parents I ain't eating this. I was too afraid. I might not have had a face the next day. Right. You know, well, so you it, ate your food or else. Bro, it, it, it wasn't like I was like, they sat down and told, you better eat this. Yeah. Or oh, I would eat it. I would have to eat it. I'd be, but I'd yeah. eat it. Yeah. But they were like, no, nah, I ain't going to do that to you. You just won't eat. Yeah. You just won't eat. I am not making two dinners for, for, no. you don't want to yeah. eat this. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. My kids, <laughs> my kids, like, they, they, their mom did that. I'm like, why? Why? I mean, I'm not. Oh, well, well, she doesn't like this. Oh then well. She just. She better go make her a peanut butter jelly yeah, sandwich. She's gonna be yeah. hungry. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It is definitely different. You know, good good points, bad points. You know, for back in the day to today, that's for sure. I think back in the day was much better because you had a certain you had certain invisible barriers you dared not cross. Nowadays, kids want to question everything. Right. You know, right. back then, I think that, that, and like I said, you know, back then, you know, my mom was a teacher, and you know, if you had, a, if you had, a, you know, hey, you had to collar a student, 
you call it a student and that student wouldn't try you again. Yep, because yep. if you told the parent, the parent would get, see, back then teachers were put on a pedestal. Yep. Okay. And if you, if a teacher told your parents something negative, you didn't want to go home. You, you, you did not want to go home. Nowadays, you got parents, somebody, if you test my kid, I'll see you. Then why do you think little Johnny and Susie go to school and clown in school and disrupt everything? Because you've already given them the green light. Da, da. See what da, I'm da, saying? Da. Discipline at home back then. Hey, look, when you talk about belts and switches back then, oh, Bro. you know, nowadays your babysitter is video games, 200 channels on TV, you know, what? Kids basically raising themselves in a lot of ways. Bro, I remember one time I'm in the classroom cutting up because I heard my um I had heard my mom say, No, you ain't gonna touch my baby. I'm like, oh, she can't touch me. Because uh, back then you could get hit with a paddle. That's right. So she said, you know, but I didn't hear the rest of it. She said, You don't have to worry about dolly. Don't touch him. Don't worry about it. Wait till you get home. That's right. I'm gonna touch him. That's right. I didn't hear that, but that part didn't process in my head. I just heard the first part, and I just left the other part alone. You know what I'm saying? Uh, see, I didn't I, get the other part of it. So, look, she did that, right? So, all right, I'm cutting up like a week later. I'm cutting up in the classroom doing it. I said, okay, then. So, she said, I'm about, I'm about to call your mom. Well, she calls my mom, but she didn't call. She called the house, but my mom didn't answer. My dad answered. Uh-oh. Now, there's a leather shop. So five miles from my house, oh, five God. miles. But where I went to school at was like a mile and a half from my house. So all of a sudden, I see my dad walking by. He had to walk by. He had to go by the school. So he didn't drive to the leather place. It just had my class. He knew exactly my classroom. My classroom was right there, and you could see him walking by because the classroom, the street was like you had to go up a hill, then you make a right to the street, and you could see him walking by. He's walking by the classroom like, hey, hey, is that your dad right there? I said, yeah, that's my dad. I, I, already, I was like, what's my dad doing? But he kept walking. He kept walking past the school. I'm like, oh, I'm good. She ain't telling nothing. I'm good. Like, probably about 45 minutes later, I see him walking back by. And he's got the leather strap. I know it, it was a big leather strap, too. It was unfinished. You know, it had nothing. It was just rawhide leather strap. And he's like this. You know, yep. walking by the door, and everybody like, ooh. <laughs> so one of the kids, like, Mr. Brooks, and he turned around like this with the belt. I'm like, oh my god, I want yeah, to run it, right. I want to run away. Right, Needless it was say, on. They say I don't remember anything after I walked inside the door. I don't uh-huh. remember anything, bro. Man, my, my mom <laughs> taught my mom taught in the public school system and put me in a Catholic grade school and, and middle school. And I'm telling you, man, I, to this day, I believe nuns were, were weaned on how to embellish stories because, like, every quarter, yes, Mrs. Gunn, <laughs> your son Dedek is a class clown and he disrupts the class, keeping people laughing. <laughs> man, when yeah. it came time for parent teacher conference, you talking about somebody sweating bullets? <laughs> man. So, the bad part about it was by the time my mom got home to tell my dad what the nuns had said, I ain't have a prayer. I ain't have no. Hey. It was over, man. Yeah. It's the funny part about it was when my kids were little coming up, I would always harp on them. Look, I better not get a call from your school saying you acted up in class. Okay. You better not. You know, and my kids were good in school. So one day my wife's down and the kids are down in the basement cleaning out stuff. And and my wife found one of my report cards from middle school, maybe found more than one. And for conduct, all it had on it was D's and F's. Uh oh. <laughs> 
And then your and kids, kids are like, my kids are like, really, Dad? Uh huh. Really? I'm like, hey, don't do don't do what I do. Do what I say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. How are you an athlete? How are you an athlete, dog? You're an huh? athlete. You play on a football team. Look, how are you yeah. an athlete? You play on a football team, but you flunk phys ed. That's true. That's impossible. How you do that? I, I don't know. I don't know how I did it, but I, I did it. Hey, all I know is that even when I see nuns today, man, the hair on the back of my neck kind of bristles. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Just, they, I took they, many of beatings. Dude, <laughs> they would take your hand. They would take your hand and bend it back like this in front of the class, and they would rear back all the way to the heavens. <laughs> hit you with those rulers, and it wasn't. You know what? A lot of them didn't have those flat rulers. They had those round ones with the rubber tips, like the pointer. Yeah, yeah. Man, you get with one of those, man, your whole spine start tingling, man. Yeah. But I know you. I know you was bad to go, but. Rob, uh, I was I bad too. I wasn't <laughs> bad. I was not bad. I was like one of those, like I was never disruptive enough where I was going to get like suspended. Like I always knew where the line was. Exactly. But I was, I was a little wise ass where I would like, you know, and, and then that, so all it would be, I, there would be a letter sent home. You give this to your parents. It needs to be signed and they need to call. And I, I was like, oh, See, I, I was never, never disrespectful oh. because I wouldn't be here today if I was disrespectful. That's, See, that's yeah. definitely my parents happen. coming up from the South is, you know, you respect your elders no matter what. Yeah. Whether you agree with them or not. So I was never disrespectful. Uh, I was never worried about getting suspended. I would do stuff like when the teachers would turn around to the board, I would do some clap and they start laughing and they turn around. In the classroom, you know, you know, when the nuns would say, "You have a problem," that Derek, they would point Derek. me out. They would point me out. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. "What uh, kind of friends are you guys?" Because yeah. they didn't want to get hit. And so I, I, you know, and I didn't get, hit, I didn't get hit often. You know, uh-huh. Maybe I'd say in six years of, of grade school slash middle school, two times. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> the report cards would say, "D's." I think my proudest moment was getting a C plus in conduct. My whole. <laughs> Ex- existence in Catholic schools. Yeah. But like I said, when I see nuns now, it's like, a, uh, yeah, there's a little PTSD. There is. Oh, it's yeah, real. man. Hey, hey, flashbacks, dude. I'm having flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. It was real. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we jump into our NFL stuff, full bore here, let, let, let's just do this. Let, let, give me for you guys what your, your top two, top three priorities here are for the Phillies for the offseason. What would be numero uno for me? It's a star, another starting pitcher, and then I would, I would go. I, I would go a hitter mm-hmm. rather than a, mm-hmm. than a slugger. I would go starting pitcher, then I would go several bullpen adjustments, and then a hitter because um, Houston has shown that you have to have an array of uh, an arsenal of pitchers. You good pitching will neutralize good hitting. We saw that the last three games. You know, and I want I want my pitching ro- roster to be stacked. I could bring back the same lineup I just went through. If we don't make a change in the offensive uh, batting order, I'll, I'll I could go with that as long as my pitching staff was close to what Houston has. Okay, I'll that's take that down. That's out of exactly where I am. I like, I, like Rob. I wouldn't even say a starter. I would say two bullpen guys that we can rely on. You know, so that that put us up at four. We have Rod on there. Have um uh, um Sir. You know, Sir Anthony. Anthony. Yep. So I, we have those two, and then we turn around. We have two solid, I mean, solid bullpen guys we can rely on. I take that number one. Then I go with a three hundred hitter that I know could consistently get on base. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, either yeah. In the, either in the one hole or the two hole. Good choices. Yeah. 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 Look, I, yeah. I, 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 to me, you know, the, the, you can't. 
if I could get a quality starter to go with Nola Wheeler and Suarez, that's that's a killer rotation. I get a hitter in there yeah. where he's, yeah. he's not just a bopper. I mean, it changes everything as yeah. far as I'm concerned. So, yeah. you know, I, the, the beauty is you're going to have some hard decisions for sure. Uh, Segura, whether you try and bring him back at a cheaper number, whether you go after that monster shortstop, uh, you know, there's a lot of hard decisions to be made. Do you trade Hoskins? But you have to prioritize those things. And if you don't, yeah. Yeah. you're going to be good next year. But you're going to, when you ultimately get up against the big, big, big boys, you're going to run into that roadblock like you did against Houston. Now, great. You took it to the sixth game of the World Series. Yeah. Pretty darn good. But you're talking about a, a really good National League. You know, the Mets aren't going anywhere. And all that dude does is spend the guy who owns them. Okay. The Dodgers aren't going anywhere. The Padres nope. are going to get Tatis back, likely. Yep. going to get Tatis back. Uh, Braves. You know, Braves, Cardinals, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see about the Brewers, what they end up doing. But there's a hey, lot man, of teams. Why you had to bring out the Brewers, man? Why, why so you want to do that? I had, I had to work why, that in, man. Why, why you do that, man? The team that didn't make the playoffs. I mean, what? Yes, the Brewers. <laughs> and, and, I, and I am an instigator. I know. That was a little, little instigationist. <laughs> a little jab. A little jab. All uh, right. We come back. Very cool uh, video uh, from the NFL. And we will dig into a bunch of different things that are going on around the league when we return, including an update on Josh Allen and a little flex move by the NFL, which I think is a good move. So we'll do all of that when we return. Don't go anywhere. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Barrett, and Rob, let's talk about Razor technology. IT infrastructure environments are more complex and heterogeneous than ever before. Consequently, teams struggle to respond to pressing issues with speed necessary to promote positive business results and the data that powers predictive monitoring and automation is left unexploited. Razor Technology addresses this challenge with a holistic approach that connects every part of an organization's technology assets, enabling proactive and secure IT operations without sacrificing the agility that drives innovation. Razor Technology automates monitoring and management to bolster IT teams that are feeling stretched thin. And it improves auditing and reporting procedures so that actionable insights find their way to the leaders that need them most. Save time and money on your IT and cloud services and secure your organization with leading end-to-end infrastructure solutions by calling Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282. 866-797-3282. Or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean, visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. the greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 
58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Pondley Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pondley Hockey a call. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Wednesday. Hey, congrats to friend of the show, Corey Simon. Corey Simon, uh, elected state senator in the uh, – Yeah. Good for Corey, man. That's great. That's great, man. I mean, going out and doing something uh, like that, you know, it's, it's – you got to unpeel a lot of onions, you know. I mean, the skin off of, of, of an onion, you know, and layers and layers of stuff when you're an athlete. And to run for an office, all that stuff gets peeled back, mm -hmm. and he still did it. Yeah, I I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't Put do yourself it. out there in public life. It takes Scott Gunner. I think right. you're muted, man. I think you're muted. Hey, thanks, Rob. Appreciate Hi, it. Buddy. You're welcome. Hi, nice to see. You. Yeah, I said I texted him last night. He's elated, man. Um, you know, and funny thing is, that's what he's about to embark on is way more pressure than he'll ever, he's ever had as a professional athlete. Right. That's way more pressure. You know, it's funny, and, and and I don't mean this in any way, shape, or form as a demeaning way, but when you when you, when you do what we do, we talk to athletes, and you wonder, what are they going to do in life after sports? I never thought politics would be a part of his world. I, I, I didn't think he would – I knew he would be successful at something, but, you know, it's like John Runyon. Did you ever see John Runyon being no. a senator? No. I mean, yeah, definitely not. No. no. You know, you when you talk to John Runyon in a locker room, you know – he was kind of a smart aleck guy. You know, he'd give you smart aleck answers. Uh, you know, he was just this just brawling athlete. Mm -hmm. But I never thought he would be a, a, a senator, you know. I, I never and thought now, he'd be a disciplinarian in the NFL. No, considering exactly. the kind of player he was. He yeah. was a ch chippy, borderline kind of player, which he had to be to be successful. I don't, I'm not knocking yeah. him. Yeah, he was he one of the dirtiest players of his time. Yeah, no doubt. I know. You know it is crazy. It's crazy the way things happen, man. But good really for him. Is. Good for him. I wanted to show you guys this. I thought this was really awesome. Uh, this is video of Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. Now, this little boy, um, his name is Landon. L Landon has a rare heart condition, and his favorite player is Lamar Jackson. And his dad set this up. This is his dad. So here, I take a take a listen and take a look. What's up, Landon? What's up? 
Somebody here to see you. What's up, bro? How you doing? <laughs> How you doing, Lenny? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Excited to meet somebody. How you doing? 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 All right, so you, you got it. I mean, I, I don't know what to say, man. I mean, you see the impact that, that athletes can have on kids, and I'm sure that kid's had a tough go uh, with his health conditions, but uh, the tears, man, it gets you every time. It gets you every time. It was That was beautiful. And I – I think Lamar, he went on to have a catch with the kid. They were in like a conference room and he was having a catch with the kid and made a big fuss over him and spent a lot of time with him. Awesome. Right. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about right there. Awesome. That, uh, that kind of stuff gets to me. Yeah. When you're a father, grandfather. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Somebody to take their time to do that. Yeah. Yep. You think about all the stuff that kids had to go through, man. medical procedures, um, stuff like that, all the pain and anguish he's had to deal with. And for him to have uh, that kind of moment, his favorite athlete shows up. You see how he hugged him? You didn't yeah. want to let go. No. Um, <clears throat> that kind of stuff just get to me, man, because yeah. I think, you know, we people put athletes on this distant pedestal. And we see so many athletes, man, who let you know that they get it. You know, um, they understand what something like that means to somebody. And, you know, as Barrett will tell you, and as I've seen in the Rob, we've seen time and times again, especially during a season. An athlete's time is so limited, you know, from practices to games to, to public appearances to family. And for him to take a moment out of his day like that, man, that's – that's cool, man. You know, I've always been a Lamar Jackson fan, but even more so as Same. I am with a lot of family, a lot of athletes who do stuff like that, man. That kid's never going to forget that. And he just happens to be wearing Lamar's jersey that day. You know, um, I'll uh, I'll be rooting extra hard enough. for Lamar Jackson. I yeah. can tell you that. Yeah. Um, um, I can't no say question, enough about man. that. Man. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's being in that type of position, man. Like, I, you know, I, I used to do a lot of stuff when I was playing. I, I still do stuff now also, but more so when I was playing, when, you know, you get around these people, you know, here we are, we may go out and run 10 miles. We might bench 400 pounds. We might be able to squat 700 pounds. But you get a kid like that that's in the hospital, you know, you used to go to hospitals all the time and see these kids in these mm-hmm. hospitals. Their, their, their heart muscles are bigger than anything we could ever lift. Yep. Faster than anybody we got to run against. Uh, stronger than any, you know, thing else. Their heart is bigger than all of that, man. And they just go to show how important and how simple the game of sports is and how it can make these kids, you know, feel good, man. It's just like, it's, 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 it's an incredible feeling, man, being able to be a part of their life. You know what I'm saying? Not to us going, you know, being with them, but them being with us, allowing us into their life, man. That's yeah, that's huge, bro. It's huge. beautiful. Yeah, and it's it's the good side, which we there's way more of. Unfortunately, we like anything else, we you know, people tend to dwell on the negative. So that was uh pretty special, you know, pretty special uh moment there, that's for sure. So good good on 
uh, Lamar and, and, you know, the wish, wish uh, Landon all the best, wish him all the best uh, mm-hmm. for sure. So uh, they have flexed out in week 11 guys, the chiefs and the chargers to Sunday night, which, you know, I, I, uh, I think a really good choice. Um, w- when you look at, you know, some of the other options week 11 would be next week. Uh, but that's going to be the, uh, the sun, the Sunday night game now. Um, you know, we've had our fair share of, of duds here on, on Thursday night and whatnot. And anyway, that's a good one. Uh, so Chiefs and Chargers will be Thursday night. So Josh Allen, they're calling it a sprained right elbow. And Sean McDermott said today that they're hopeful that will play this week, but they're going to be cautious and smart about it. I, it's, I, I would guess he doesn't play this week. That's, that's a guess. big game. That's a big game for them uh, against the Vikings. Vikings, yeah. That's that's a huge game for them uh, for a number of reasons. But to be smart about it, I don't know if I would play him. You know, you're calling it a sprain, but you know, a lot of times we know sprains could entail slight tears, inflammations, things like that. Um, even if they lose that game, they're still in great position to win the division and jockey for positioning in the conference, considering how teams have been bumping each other off. You know, uh, like I said yesterday, you know, we all assumed it was just a two-horse race between Buffalo and Kansas City, but it's not. So, um, I, I was if it was me, hey, Josh, I know you're a warrior. You got to sit this one out, dude, because we got a much bigger picture we got to worry about. A hundred percent. I, I, he, he wouldn't play for me. I, I would be sitting him this week if I had to sit him the following week. He wouldn't play. I don't, I don't know if you could really stop an athlete like that. You stop a guy like that. I mean, he, he might say, I'm playing regardless. Take his helmet. It's a hard, it is, it's one of the hardest things. Look, you got to protect guys against themselves sometimes, but yeah. it, it's, it's not easy. That's really um, hard. That's, a, that's I mean, that's a hard thing to do as a coach because you got this coach. I mean, you see what happened with Tua. You yeah. know, you, you just yeah. got these guys, you know, they, I played, I played with guys that didn't. No matter what you did, they weren't coming out. They were not going to – every player's worst nightmare is to get Wally Pitt, man. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Their worst fear is, is that, you know, their position is going to be taken because they're sat out or somebody else. You know, and I, I feel the same way, you know. I mean, it's, you don't want yeah. to give, you know, an advantage to anybody. And that's what guys feel. And plus, he's going to feel an obligation to his team obligation to the guys that he's been playing with thus far who who are playing injured who are playing um playing in a situation where they uh you know they they're they're right on the cusp of doing something special he wants to be a part of that that whole that the whole thing they got going on so it's gonna be hard to tell him no if he if there's any semblance of him thinking he can play oh he's gonna play he's gonna play yeah, but thinks, it, it does set up to be a good game with, with the uh, with the Bills and the Vikings for sure. Right. Um, but yeah, the Vikings may catch a big break. Their backup is Case Keenum. Uh, so if if Allen can't go, that's who would get the uh, get the. I think Matt Barkley's the, the third stringer, just for what it's worth. Um, the the Raiders cut Jonathan Abram. Uh, he was the mm-hmm. 2019 first round pick. If you look at the track record of picks and even signings from the Gruden Mayock era, it is bad. And this is yet another example of, of a guy who's gone, who was taken relatively high by this team. Uh, well, of, of their draft picks, Rob, only 11 of 23 remain. And of their high draft picks, they had six draft picks. They had six first-round draft picks in back-to-back years. Only two of them are still left, and I think it's Cleveland Farrell and uh, uh, Josh Jacobs 
they've already declined both of their fifth year options on them. So what does that tell you about what management, the new look management thinks about the way the previous regime drafted players? Well, there was all Mike's Not guys good. also. Oh yeah. Those were all Mike's guys. Mike and Gruden. And Gruden yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, Gruden had a lot of say in this. This wasn't Mike Mayock just making these picks independently. This was a lot of Gruden. So that's, that's crazy. You think about it. Cause I mean, I, I, I worked with uh, Mayock for, Years, you know. Yeah, he's I'm, phenomenal. He was phenomenal for the NFL Network and with his draft analysis. But but I'm trying to figure out why they would let like Abraham Abrams is 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 a is a hitter. Yeah, but he can't run though now. Huh? But he he lost his starting job week eight, and yeah, he was he, only on special teams. So I don't know if he got into a a, a, a a verbal spat with somebody in the organization and they're teaching him a lesson, or it got to the point of no return because of he was complaining, especially since they're losing. But that dude, dude, I watched that dude hit, and I'll be sitting there going, oh, you know, he could hit coming out of college. Man, my goodness. It's not – these days, hitting means nothing. It I has guess. everything to do with guys that can run, and, and you can – I mean, because you just got to hold them up and wait till everybody else get here. But who do they have um, in his place? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, look, they're, they're – it can't get worse, can it, I, I, for for them with the way things have gone? I think They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Yeah. And he was a, a guy who I think committed his fair share of penalties, which they didn't like. He, he had really, by all accounts, sort of like grown up the last couple of years, but he was a bit of a challenge early in his career. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what this is all about. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're just trying to shake things up because they've been so bad. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? It's really hard to say, but I, you know, he's an in the box safety. If you're the Eagles, that's and it though. That's it. You're, you're without Jordan run. Davis. Do you think about depth wise? I don't think so because he's he can't run. I don't, I don't think he fits into the system that um, Gannon wants to do. Mm-hmm. He's not worried about hitting nobody. He's worried about yeah. covering and making sure he, they're in a position to make a play yeah. more so than going but hitting somebody. Them hitting days, you know, hitting sages are over now. I mean, he could play probably a nickel linebacker for somebody. I don't think he's fast enough right now yeah. to go out there and really cover. I mean, you have to be able to cover. In this new NFL, they run so many – they run so much, you know – Nickel formation. They run a lot of eleven personnel, one running back, one tight end, rest wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, they even run, you know, ten personnel, one running, um, uh, you know, one running back and, and and no tight ends, and the rest on receivers. They yeah. Got, yeah, I mean, it's 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 crazy how things are going in this new wave NFL, man. So you can't cover, you can't play. Yeah, and that, yeah. that's why we got rid of our guys that were here. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why our guys are going right now. I hear you. Ryder McLeod couldn't keep up with things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, look, that's fair. Uh, I, I thought you would have a particular interest in this, Barrett. And I know, Derek, you've talked about this quite a bit, too. Yeah. The the NFL has found that the injury rates are the same for natural grass versus this, the, you know, the, the, the next the term stuff yeah. that they use. They said there's no difference in the in the study, the independent party that we use to to conduct a study regarding this. And there are a lot of players who are saying BS. They're calling BS on it. I'll just the ball faced lie. Yes. And just by the nature of, of, of the, what you're playing on, that's plastic and, and, and it does not give. Grass gives. You know what I'm saying? And that's mm-hmm. the difference between that and playing on um this turf. Now I'll say this. I mean, it depends on what you're wearing out there. You can wear tennis shoes and you be sliding around everywhere. Most guys do, for the most part, especially when you go on indoor fields, you're playing in domes. 
you just wear, wear basketball shoes out there, you know, just to keep from getting because you don't want to get, um, you know, your cleats into that stuff because then you can't move and there's no give. Now, if the if the field doesn't give, that means your ligaments and your 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 knees are gonna give instead of um, the grass and stuff giving. So that's I mean that's not a total. I mean whoever they whoever they had do that study is a ball faced lie. Mm. There's no way. Well, the NFLPA and the NFL both agreed on a third party to do, conduct, but I have a feeling somehow, some way, whoever that third party was is, is, is playing for the NFL, the league office, because immediately after the study was released, Jerry Jones came out and said, nope, uh, we're not changing. We're not changing. Mm-hmm. It's much easier to maintain that plastic field than it is a, a real grass field. You know, when you're talking in terms, I can't tell you how many players have told me through the years they hate playing on that stuff. When you think about bodies that big, that finely tuned, running full speed, cutting on a dime, look at how many players just drop to the ground, i.e. a Brandon Graham, a lot of them, Earl Thomas, drop to the ground and clutch an ankle or a knee because something's popped on them. It's like Barry said, something doesn't give. You can't ask the body to run full speed like that, stop, cut on a dime, reverse change, cut again, and not have something to happen. Your body, as strong as a human body is, it has limitations to it. And we've seen this time and time again, and the injuries to knees and ankles continue to go up every year. So for the owners, basically, according to Jerry Jones, to come out and already say, nope, we're not changing, tells me it's not a concern to them. It's a concern to the players, but not to them. Yep. Yeah, and the only concern, their concern is their pocketbook. That's all. I can, that's it. It's the it, bottom it, line. It, it's always that way. You know, the, Thursday night games are not good for the players' health. You know what they're good for? The bottom line. Yep. There's no yeah, question absolutely. about that. I mean, how can you be thinking about the safety of a player than having a game four days after they just played? No, they don't yep. care. There you they go. Don't, they can tell you they care. They don't care. Their, their you know actions you know speak why? louder than their words. They make care money. About that, care yeah. about that bottom line, man. They do. They Monday do. Monday night football. Thursday night football. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, if they fall, we'll get another one somewhere. We'll get another player. Yep. Right. Like I right. said, you know, basically, players are a commodity to owners. Yep. Think about it. It's like you buy, you sell, you trade. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what it is. That's exactly that's the right. bottom line. And, and if and if you break down, if you're not up to standards, we'll get a replacement for you. Yeah. Probably at a much cheaper cost, yep. bro. It's it's. I mean, the 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 going thing in the NFL after they sign you. Five minutes after they sign you, the ink's not even dry yet from the signals you just put down. They're trying to find somebody younger, faster, stronger, and cheaper than you are. The ink's not even dry yet. You get signed to be replaced. And that's the nature, that's the nature of, of, of any industry these days. Yep. But it's just a lot more prevalent in the NFL because there's no – there's there's not a lot of guaranteed contracts and not a lot of guaranteed money. I mean, you hear all this guaranteed. They're going to give guarantee to the star players. They don't give guarantees to the, you know, players that nickel and dime the league like myself. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, I nickel and dime the league. So, I mean, I didn't make a whole lot of money. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. it's relative. You know what I'm saying? It's relative. But, mm-hmm. you know, when I look at somebody else's, you know, check and I look at my check, I was like, where, where are all my zeros at? You know, I could be sitting in my. I can, no, this is no lie. I'm, I'm getting. I'm, I'm being totally honest. I'm being totally forthcoming right now, and I'm say what I made. I can remember sitting in my locker in Pittsburgh, my last year. I looked down at my check, 
and I see $77,000 in my check. $77,000. I thought I was rich mm-hmm. still. $77,000 mm-hmm. for one week. $77,000. That's pretty wild. I look over beside me, and I like see Casey Hansen check. I look over there. I say, Casey, that don't make no sense, man. He said, what? Man, look at your check, man. He said, yeah, man, they took a lot out this time. I'm like, what are you talking about? $211,000. Oh, my God. I look over to the other side of me, and I see Joey Porter's check. No, it was Hines's. Hines's. It was Hines's check. I look over. Hines's looks his. 327. Hmm. I said, wow. Well, where do you go when you get paid like that? It's over 17 weeks. 17 weeks. That's crazy. It is, man. It is, man. But yeah. it's all relative. Those guys yeah. made three times more than I made. Right. But I was happy as I could be with my check. Sure. Happy. And I was making the league minimum. Mm-hmm. I was so happy with that. Because what I make now. Yeah. Hey, uh, Xander. We got some work to talk about, man. Uh, we got to talk luck. about this. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Um, all right, Dicker the kicker, uh, the AFC special teams player of the week. He had a game-winning kick for the Chargers. This guy, this guy's living the life, man. He's yeah, he doing his thing. Good for uh, him. I agree with you. He's a he's a fun. He's a he's he's a kicker in every yes. sense of the word. He's a he's flaky, kind of weird. Yeah. Doing his thing. <laughs> Yeah, you know. made a game-winning kick. Good for him. You know, yep. made two. fun of his name. Yep. Now he's getting the last laugh. Yep, that's two. So his his last two games, he's kicked game-winning um, kicks. Yeah. Yep, Eagles against the Cardinals, and now now this week for the Chargers. So good for him. Uh, all right, the Cowboys' interest in Odell Beckham heating up. We've talked about it. Jerry's made no bones about it. This feels like it's only a matter of time. I know there's some people that think maybe Baltimore, but it feels like it's only a matter of time for me. We got you, Dank. We got you, see? <laughs> They need to He said he was asking just what you about what you were talking about. Odell. Oh, oh, yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 it seems like that's going to happen sooner rather than later, too. But right. the he gets cleared the, this weekend. He gets cleared on. Yeah, like that's Friday. right. It would probably well, well, supposed, would, supposedly there's four teams that are hot and furious after him. So, see, I don't know what's what because also report out that says he doesn't want to play in the cold. He just doesn't favor the cold. He thinks it'd be better for his knee if he's in warm weather. I I don't know. Who knows what's real? What is it? What's what's a negotiating ploy and what isn't? You know, at this point. <laughs> well, I'm sure his out. I'm sure his agents put it out there. Oh, of course, of so. course it did. Um, let's do AFC rankings, guys. Our power wait, wait, wait. before you get to that one, there's another yeah. big one, another big oh. story out there. Yeah, Xavier McKinney uh, yeah. was seen yesterday with uh, two two fingers surgically repaired and his arm in a sling. And you know how we talked about how he's coming back as quick as possible. Now there's a possibility he may be done for the season. Yep. And which I find interesting, (coughs) technically the Giants don't have to pay him because there's a clause in his contract about riding ATVs during the season. Yes, exactly. Now to McKinney's credit. Now this is the big shocker in this day and age of players trying to get all the money they can while they can. McKinney said, quote, and I I wrote this down because I said, you know what? This is a stand-up dude here. He said, "Um, I would not be upset with it. I'm an accountable person. Wow. So if they don't pay him, he's good with it because he basically broke a contract. How many athletes do you hear say that? No, that's rare. That's really rare. Yeah. To, to To take accountability for something like that? 
Well, and he also immediately let them know. He didn't BS his way through it. Some guys lie. We know that. And he said, look, this is what happened. And this is how I got hurt. And let the chips fall where they may. Now, now, see, I brought it up and I got the reaction I wanted from Barrett when I read that quote because Barrett turned and he did like this. Hmm, take accountability. Now, yep. was that because you're saying you would not openly say that if they don't pay me, I'm good with that? Coach, I don't know what the heck just happened to my head. See, there you I go. I fell out of bed. There I you fell go. out of bed. Right, yeah. right, right, right. I was lifting I was, weights. I was holding my son. <laughs> yeah, but see, the problem, you know, Barrett, if you do that, too many people were there saw it. You know, he was on a yeah. tour. Too many people saw it. The real story would come out, which would only make it worse in the long run. He might have fooled him initially, but in the long run, it would have come out, and there would have been probably even bigger repercussions. Yep, yep. You know, but the bottom line is, you know, that's why I prefaced it by saying in this day and age of athletes, they don't care. See, a lot of times, you know, players, they don't read the contracts. The agents read that stuff for them. They only want to know how much am I making. So I wish they would take my money from me. Yadier, hold up, hold up. You didn't read the fine print. Yeah. It says uh, using or engaging in activities that are detrimental to your health and a productive entity of this team, we don't have to pay you. And obviously McKinney or McKinney knew that or his agent told me, bro, you might have cost yourself some money. Why? Well, because he says in the contract, ATV, ATV is a prohibited. Oh, man. Motorcycles? You know, motorcycles. Avid. There you go. Airplanes, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah there you go. I ride motorcycles all the time, man. But I knew that if I'd have wrecked on a motorcycle, I'd hurt myself on a motorcycle, then yeah. I know my contract would have been null and void. Big you Ben know? got hurt on a motorcycle, didn't he? I was with him, yeah. He's looking yeah. ripped. Yeah, but it's, it's his whole face is like ripped off his face. They had to sew it back together. <laughs> it's crazy. Whole face man. Was ripped off. It was that bad, bro. It was bad. Oh, bro. he had total reconstruction, bro. He's 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 in the um he's in the uh the 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 left hand lane, and there's a car in the right hand lane. It was two on on one side and two on the other side. Was this lady when the light turns red? I mean, a green. She decides from the right-hand lane to turn and go left, and turn left right there, and he's riding in that lane, in the right-hand lane. As soon as he hit, bam, he hits her, and and I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Did this just happen? So you were riding with him that day? I was riding with him earlier that day. Oh. I was riding. It was a bunch of us. It was a bunch of us. Right, you know, coaches, everything. Jeez. Mm, mm, mm. That's crazy. Yeah, he's lucky he lived. He went right through the windshield and the whole thing, man. It was bad. It was he was really, on boosters really too. They had just given it to him too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm. And he, he was dumb somehow, some way recovered and got back. That's for sure. Uh all right, let's do our AFC power rankings, guys. Um we'll AFC do we'll do power five of them. And for, look for me. I moved the Bengals into five. I got the Bengals at five. I got the Dolphins Ooh. at four. I have the Ravens at three. Bills are now at two. And the Chiefs are at one. I go Chiefs, Bills, Jeez. Ravens, Dolphins, Bengals. A little movement. Mm. A little movement there. Bills lose. The injury to Allen. Chiefs come back and win over the Titans. Ravens win on Monday night. Dolphins have won three in a row. And the Bengals now are over 500. Um, I went Baltimore five. After okay. what I saw them do 
Their blitz is back. The Baltimore blitz is back. Um, I went Miami four. I was torn between Miami and the Jets. Um, and I gave the Jets adva- the advantage because they blew out Miami earlier in the season. Um, but when so I you had the at, Jets, Jets at four, not Miami. I have, no, I have Miami at four, Jets oh. at three. Oh. Yeah, I put the Jets at three, Buffalo two, Kansas City one. And only put Buffalo, even though Buffalo just lost to the Jets, the reason I put Buffalo at number two, I still think Buffalo may be a little bit better than Kansas City, is because of this elbow injury to Josh Allen. And that's the only reason right now. That's why I moved them to two. Uh, yep. Barrett, what's your, what's your uh, top five? Um. Uh, I'm gonna go. I went Ravens at number five. Okay. I went Jets at number four. Mm. I put Miami at three. Bills, and then I go Chiefs. Yep. So, yep. so we're about the same same ball. I think we all moved off of the Bills with the combo of the loss and the injury. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I, you know, those I didn't give a sense of that, but I still didn't say. You, you guys tell me. Did, did the Chargers or the Bengals really? Sneak up on you guys or no? Yeah, uh, no. I, I threw the Bengals in in there at five, more more of an anticipatory thing than it is what they've done. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can make a case. Five was a tough one for me. I, yeah, I, me, too. I, me too. I was thinking Jets. Um, there's a bunch of different teams. Obviously, Chargers. I, I gave some consideration to, but I, I I went Bengals. It's sort of like what I think they're going to. Yeah, be. yeah. Um, for sure. All right, well, let, let, let's uh, let's get this one in, and then we'll do some open talk to close it out. But, um, you know, we're about halfway through the season, and the odds have shifted for sure when it comes to NFL MVP. And one of the reasons why the odds have shifted is, you know, Josh Allen got hurt, but also because of how well Jalen Hurts has played. Jalen Hurts right now is a leader in the clubhouse at a lot, at a lot of sports books. Um, if you guys look at this objectively, both, both you know, NFL, just generally, Hurts, Allen, Mahomes. I would throw Tyreek Hill in there. I would throw Geno Smith in there. I'd throw Barkley in there. Um, Where would you guys go with this thing in terms of what you're – it doesn't necessarily have to be the same kind of order we just did with the rankings, but who would you throw into that mix? You have have to have Mahomes and Hurts are the front runners right now. Uh, I think um, Allen just moved out of the whole situation, you know, with him being hurt right now. Um, I think I think his chances went down substantially, but I mean, you, you look at it, you would have to put the cheat in there. You would have to think Barkley is a, is a somebody you need to consider also. So that's I mean, I, I would say I would actually put Hurts number one, Mahomes number two. Uh, then after three is, is you know three is a, a free for all, man, because there's so many guys, you know. <clears throat> That 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 command that you um you consider them to be one of the upper echelons and you know in the, in the, in the field. Mm-hmm. So, man, I mean that that's tough, man. Because you, I would go Barkley number four then. Okay, okay. How about Tyreek Hill's over a thousand yards? That's what I'm so saying. He's the leader. Twelve hundred. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you, I put him at three. Okay, okay. just from what would he done? You know, I, so I can't argue that. I can't argue that. No, not in the least. Derrick Henry's destroying things too, but yeah, a lot of guys to consider. How about you, Derek? Uh, I think right now Jalen Hurts is number one. 
um, when you compare the stats. Now, he doesn't throw as many touchdown passes as, uh, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, but he takes care of the football. He doesn't turn the football over. He's accounted for 16 touchdowns with this team. And I think that ha- that carries a lot of weight in terms of his his QB rating, his completion percentage, and his productivity. So I would put him right there, and I would put you know Allen and Allen and you know Allen's going to drop because of the injury depends on how many games he's out. But Mahomes is right there. I would I would say a slam dunk number three would have to be a Tyreek Hill. He switches yep. teams in one year. He's playing with a quarterback who's not on the same level as Patrick Mahomes, but has yet garnered over 1,200 receiving yards through the first half of the season. His touchdown production is down, but the bottom line is he's still the most lethal receiver in the game today. The only problem is a, a, a wide receiver, a running back, doesn't win this award. You I look know. at it historically – it's always quarterbacks. The last time I think uh, Adrian Peterson won the award. Yep. Yeah, before it. that, the last 04 time. 04 or something like that? Uh, it's been a while. Like I don't that. think it was 04, but it was, it's been a while. Yeah. The 08. last, I was like 08, 09. The last yeah. time uh, a defensive player won the award, you have to go all the way back to the 80s with uh, Lawrence Taylor, I believe it was. Jeez. Okay. So it's a quarterback driven, quarterback driven award. And I think a Tyreek Hill. Derek Henry have legitimate arguments for being heavily considered, but I think it's going to be another quarterback award again this year. Yeah, it feels that way. If, yeah, but, you know, I mean, you're right. I mean, I'm just saying what you got. I mean, look, at number five, you got to put Barkley and Henry on the same line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Barkley and Henry on the same line at number five. Allen number four. Hill number three. Mahomes number two, and Hurts number one. Yeah. I think it's a good list. I would say the the one sort of feel good, and he's probably going to be in heavy consideration for comeback player of the year, which will likely go to uh, Saquon Barkley. But Geno Smith, yes, I mean for what go. they've there been doing and the the amount of points they're scoring, he's the quarterback of that team. And yep, there you go. He's been awesome. <laughs> he has been awesome. I've never seen a guy at this age have this kind of renaissance. No, I haven't, either. I haven't either. Not only that, but to be leading the league in completion percentage when you talk about the guy, the top accurate gunslingers in a game today, and he's the one time percentage leader. Who? I said it one time, and when you said you're gonna be like, man, I, I should have thought about that. He's a local guy. It, well, he, he played. He started his career off there. Randall Cunningham when he left us. Huh. and then he went to Dallas. But then when he went to uh, Minnesota, yeah, '98. And he went to Minnesota and just changed his whole career around. Yep, that's in a good Minnesota. One. It's true. That is a good one. I think he actually took the year before off. He just needed yeah. to get away from football. And then yeah. he should have been in the Super Bowl, probably should have won a Super Bowl. But, yeah, he had – that's a good one. That, that's yeah. a really good one. Good system for him. Yep. Uh, had, had good just support. Rip it or rip him. it. <laughs> yeah, just Randall, heave it, man. We don't need yep. you to make a million plays with your legs. Uh, right. This, right. You can be the arm guy now. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good choices. All right, let's get a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, we'll we'll hit a couple things uh, in the open talk. A lot of a lot of birthdays and movies as well. So we will do all of that when we return as we roll into the final segment. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right back. 
it's a fall car fest. And Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. At Salus University, our graduates are among the most highly trained in their profession because of our unique emphasis on research, interprofessional collaboration, and early clinical exposure. Learn more about our programs at salus.edu. everybody thanks for hanging with us today on this wednesday we do appreciate it we are sports take jacob sports youtube network d gun b brooks r ellis all right so a couple things uh open talk wise uh, guys so we mentioned earlier that the nets are dropping the interim tag on jacques vaughn he will be the head coach uh, they obviously took a lot of heat for trying to scoop up uh ime yudoka who was you know just suspended slash fired slash whatever the heck happened in boston uh, I guess somebody got to them and they thought the better of it. So he will not uh, be the head coach. Jack Vaughn, who was already in place, will. A lot of people thought he should have gotten the job when Steve Nash got it. So he gets his chance and they give him an extension on this year into next year. So he's not a lame duck. Uh, Dusty Baker will be back. He will come back and manage in 2023. A lot of people thought maybe he finally got his World Series. He will walk off into the sunset. 
Dusty's a lifer, man. I, I don't, I don't know if he's a sunset guy. I think he's going to be around baseball. He's got to be around baseball. He, he needs it. Well, uh, you know, right after he won it, when he was interviewed on the field by Fox, he basically said, you know, he said, I always won one. Uh, if you win one, why not go for two? So I think he told right there. He goes, <laughs> I think people knew right then and there he was coming back next year to see if they could repeat. And my goodness, are they in a good position to repeat? Wow. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. Yeah. A bit of a tell there when you, when you say something like that. Even if you lose Verlander, I, you know what? It's funny. If they lose Verlander, I don't think they'll miss him. I mean, they will. I don't think they'll miss him, to be honest. They can survive that. Um, yeah, I, I listen. I'm with you. They they can survive him for sure. I think they'd like him back. I, if I'm him, he's made a ton of money, and I think it's. I think he has a player option. I think uh, for like twenty something million or whatever, dude. Just roll it back again. Win another one. You're in a great spot. You're 39 years old. You'll be 40 years old next year. Why not? What, where yeah. else would you want to go? You know what you already have there. Right. Well, you know, even if you put yourself in a position to go to Dodgers, Atlanta, New York, why would you, why would you leave? I know. Look I, at the culture you have there. Grass is not always greener. No. Right, right. No. Not all money is good money. No. Yeah. You yeah. know why? Because the Dodgers, Atlanta, and Mets didn't win it this year. Did not. Houston nope. won it. You, why you would got, you they leave? Will, they will enter as the favorites to win it again. Oh my yes. goodness! Yes. No question. Are you about kidding that. me? Yep. Even with Serrano back, they'll still be the favorites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So a couple. Uh, this one, man. This is. Uh, this is just brutal. So Brittany Griner, we know, has been detained over in Russia. She had little things of uh, CBD, whatever. Uh, but the the she has been transferred to a Russian penal colony. Oh, they didn't let her lawyers know or her family know um, that she was headed there. Um, She's been, you know, the transfer began Friday. Her lawyer said a day after the U.S. Embassy officials visited with her uh, and far ahead of the schedule. She was supposed to be moved in a a couple of weeks. Um, This isn't good. I mean, we know what's going on in the world. We know the issues with Russia and everybody, but with the U.S. as well. And she is a pawn in this thing. And it, it, the place that she's going uh, is is notoriously nasty. So uh, this is real it. stuff. This isn't some white collar playing tennis, you know, whatever. This is real stuff where she's at. I mean, nothing she can do about it either, man. Like, nope. Nope. they didn't even have to let them know. I mean, we're talking about a foreign country. Our laws don't, they don't abide by any of our laws. Nope. So they do whatever the hell they want to do. Yep. That's, that's tough, man. That's tough. This That's is tough, di- this is directly Russia taking a shot at the U.S. for the U.S. helping Ukraine in this in this senseless war. Um, and Brittany Griner right now is a pawn, you know, yep. because initially you thought they had a deal where United States was going to give Russia back a, um, a spy, you know, an yep. arms dealer or something like that. Uh, yep. That didn't happen. Then you hear Russia wants two for one. That didn't happen. So this is basically sticking it to it because I think Russia has realized how big of a celebrity she is in the United States now. So mm-hmm. they're going to try to take, they're going to try to get the whole kid and caboodle before they give her up. And unfortunately she's going to have to pay a price because, you know, you hear the horror stories about these foreign penal colonies and stuff like that, man. I don't care if she is what six, nine, six, what the heck is she? Six, nine, six, ten. Yeah, but it, that dude, doesn't mean anything. You could have uh, multiple people ganging up on. It doesn't yeah, matter. Dude, that's, that's not good. Her wife is over here going crazy, bro. 
Oh yep. my goodness. As she should her be. Wife, yeah, her wife is going crazy, man. They're mm-hmm. like, you know, they're like, you guys aren't doing anything for us. Nothing. And let's face it, most countries don't like Americans as it is. Nope. Right. Nope. You know, and now you're going to have a big name right in there in the cell block with you? Yep. That's exactly oh what goodness. this is. That's, a, wow. that's exactly how Russia views this. We, wow. This is how we stick it to the United States. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That's, yep. Oh, my goodness. And, and the people that they want to get from us, the some of the acts that they've committed compared to what Brittany Griner's done. Oh, my goodness. Craziness. Just just pure, oh. unadulterated craziness. Um, all right. So that, yeah, phew, serious stuff there. You know, that's for sure. Let's, let's, let's go a little lighter now. Let's go some birthdays. All right, let's do some birthdays here. And we'll do some movies uh, because we do have a lot let's of them. Here. And then I want to swing back to something with the Eagles that we didn't get to. But I got birthdays. I got Lou Ferrigno, the Incredible Hulk from the TV yeah. show. 71 years old is Lou. Big Lou. He's carved out a career for himself. He's, he, he pops up in a lot of different things. I give him yeah. props. You know? Don't make well, me angry. He wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Right. <laughs> uh, Whitey Herzog, baritone. Oh, okay. Manager. Yes, yes, Whitey. The Rat, they called him. That was his yep. nickname, The Rat. He is 91 years old. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actor Eric Dane yep. is 50. Been in a lot of stuff. Grey's Anatomy, you know, a bunch of other things. X-Men, uh, The Last Stand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, French Montana, the rapper. French, yes, yes. 38 years old. He's French. Uh, Chris Jericho, the wrestler, is 52 yep. years old. Uh, Dorothy Dandridge, who was, was born on this day in 1922. Wow. Yep. Uh, died very young. Died, I think, in her 40s, uh, unfortunately. Uh, Vanessa Lachey, Nick Lachey's wife. Uh, she's in one of the CSIs. I don't know which one. Hmm. There's about a thousand CSIs. Like, if there's a thousand Law and Order spinoffs and there's a thousand CSIs. She's in one of them. She's 42. <laughs> uh, Cisco. Uh, yes. Thong song. Cisco, yeah. 44 yeah. years Barrett's yeah. favorite song. That's right. That's right. He's, he's 44. Bob Gibson, the great pitcher, one of the all-time greats, a goat St. pitcher. St. Louis Cardinals, yeah. St. Louis Cardinals, 87 years old. Peppa from Salt and Peppa. There we go. 58. Oh. Yes. Yes. Push it. Hey. Push it real good. Hey. What a man. Hey. <laughs> Push it real good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pick up on this. D- DJ yeah. Spinderella. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, that's all I got. I got a lot of movies. You got any other you got birthdays, guys? Chic Loach. Chic Loach. Yeah, she's from the locks. Yes. It's yes. his birthday. Okay. Um, uh, Scarface. Scarface. Mr. Mr. Scarface. Yes, okay. Scarface. Okay. okay. It's his birthday. All right. Happy uh, birthday, Scar. There we go. There we go. Um, Mr. Face. Uh, <laughs> you, got, you got any other ones? What else? Yeah. You got I Nick, some good movies. Nick Lachey. It's Nick's birthday and his wife. Yeah, he's 49 years old today. Wow. Okay. Uh, remember, uh, if you, if you, I, I consider you guys movie historians, one of the, one of the pioneers of the golden era of films, Hedy Lamar. Oh man. Hedy okay. Lamar. Yes. Yep. Uh, she died in, uh, 2000, January of 2000. Okay. But, uh, yeah, big name in black and white films, silent films, stuff like that. Yep. All right. Carl Sagan. Yep. Carl Sagan was, mm-hmm. d- dude, his, this is what makes you feel dumb. Carl Sagan was an astronomer, a cosmologist, an astrobiologist, and he's, his best known work is for research in extraterrestrial life. 
he won a Pulitzer Prize for that. Yeah, that guy was a genius. I mean, you talking about genius? Yeah, he was at a different level. Jeez. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right, let's do some uh, some movies here. No Country for Old Men yeah. in 2007 won, I think, three or four Academy Awards. Yep. That movie was that was a weird good movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. He yeah, was, it was awesome as as that as just that psycho man. <laughs> Javier Bardem. I mean, yeah. unbelievable. That haircut, like that bad yep. haircut. How yep. about when he goes into the uh, the convenience store or like the gas station and tells the guy to you know was it like heads or tails or pick one? Oh my god! I watched uh, it the other day too. Yeah, oh yeah, it's it's on all the time. It's on yep, all the time. Yep, yep. So that was uh, 07. 1984, Nightmare on Elm Street. One of yep. the all-time horror movies. West one Raven. of the few horror movies all I time. enjoy. Oh, I, I, that's a really good one. That is a it's a really good one for sure. Like I said, like the, the all these other movies like Saw, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I ain't watching that mess, man. Yeah. I can't do it. It's a lot. It is a lot. Uh, the Grinch, twenty eighteen. Yep. Uh, Skyfall. Yep. In twenty twelve. That was good, man. I like Craig. That was yeah. a good movie. Very yeah. good. Shallow Hal, which is funny, cute. Bro, that was one Jack of the Black. best movies ever, man. You know, okay. I, I, <laughs> you know what's funny in that? Jason Alexander, who plays his buddy. Yes. Right. He's, he's got a little he's looking like, he's like, yeah. Yeah, am I seeing it? What, am I, I'm not seeing it, man. But yeah. <laughs> um, but he was good in that. Fred Claus in 2007. Yep. Yep. Good, good. Get Rich or Die Trying. 50. 50. Yeah. 2005. 50. Uh, My Fair Lady, 1964. Classic. Dances with Wolves, Kevin Costner, nineteen ninety. Right. Great good. movie, yep. long, long but a great movie. It is long, it is long. Uh, Lincoln, twenty twelve, with Daniel yep. Day Lewis, who apparently stayed in character all the time. You guys know this story? No, what? I didn't hear this one. He would walk around during like lunch breaks, and and people had to address him as Mister Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> he'd go to like the craft table, and he'd be in his top hat and his. Oh yeah, that's he goes full on. Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> he does not play. Uh, Child's Play, 1988, was, okay. uh, was was one of them. That's all I got movie-wise. What? Yeah, Child's Play 2 came out in 1990 on this day. <laughs> okay. First of all, you know what? If I see a little doll running around my house, let me tell you something. I'm a yawn standing root is behind right through the window. Dolls kind of freak me out to begin with. Yeah, I like these American... You remember that, remember when the, the American dolls were big for girls? Yeah, oh, we yeah. had, and, and we had. My, my, my daughters both had one. Man. I'm like, hey, put that in your room. Take that yeah. to your room. Man. Hey, I, hey, I ain't play with that mess. Bro, those dolls were expensive, too. Then they had to have clothes yes. with them. And then you yes. had to have the matching clothes with them and all that. Do you guys yeah. remember, remember I told you a story about the bad dog that we had that we had to give away to the non-kill oh, yeah. farm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. My, do- my daughter was probably like four, five. She had one of these things, the American Girl doll, right? So I get home from work. I let the dog out in the yard. I go out with him. And I see in the middle of the yard, this like torn apart doll. Like there's like clothes and there's a head somewhere. <laughs> and I'm like this bleepity bleep. So I go and I, the thing is shredded. Right. And she's just inside. I'm like, she, if she saw it, she would have lost her mind. I'm like, what do I do? here? So I like wrapped it up. I hid it in something like a bag and I brought it in. And I, I wanted to, the dog was oh man. <laughs> so you could do this thing where you like sent them away and they would repair the doll. Did you, you guys even know about this nonsense? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So we 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 gather it all, cobble it together, and mail it away. You know to the 
whatever the hospital, the, 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 the you know, the American girl doll hospital. We get this like email back, like almost basically saying like, are you kidding me? We can't do anything with this. Like, <laughs> this thing is destroyed. Like I was so pissed off at this. Time. Oh my oh, goodness. My. So then we had to get her another one. We got another one. I mean, it was uh, insane. No, you don't even have, so you had a, they had stores. They, matter of fact, there's a store in Lancaster, no, American yeah. girl doll store. Yes. I know. And I'm like, we bought we bought our kids those dolls, man. And it's like, man, them things were creepy, first of all. Yep. You know? It'd be girls and women. Oh, they're so cute. Yeah, yeah. And it was a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars for a doll. Yes. And then they, the clothes were like thirty bucks. Yes. yes. All the accessories yes. killed you. Yep. Ask killed me you. where the dolls are today. No, yeah, I could I couldn't even tell you. Don't know. Nope, bro. I, no idea. I don't even care, man. Hey, you know what? Uh, it was a famous gospel singer. Uh, Donnie McClurkin, his birthday that he's 62. Oh, I love Donnie McClurkin. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, we didn't get to this the the when we were doing the Eagles, but just to swing it back, we got a couple of minutes here. So there's there's a lot of talk about would you rather the, you know the team go undefeated or would you rather they lose a game just to get that over with, to not have to deal with that, you know, kind of hanging over your head. Where do you guys fall on that? Would you rather win out and just just hey go for it during the regular season and let the chips fall where they may in the playoffs, or get it over with? There's not the Miami Dolphin, New England Patriots, you know, all that stuff that, you know, that, that, that could make it potentially even harder in some ways. I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. No. Forget that, dog. Just win. Win, baby, win. You know what I'm saying? Just go out there, bust some, you know, bust some heads over, man. You don't, don't worry about losing because you think, all right, you'll get a – no, you get a letdown whether you win or you lose. You know, you just want to go out there and just totally annihilate people. Just keep winning. You know what I'm saying? Make no excuses. Don't give anybody a chance to make an excuse. Mm-hmm. Keep winning. Just keep winning. All right. Period. I like that. I like that. Derek, where do you fall? Um, you know what's going to happen? Once they lock up number one seed, they're going to start pulling players. So I don't think they'll go through an undefeated season um, in that regard. Um, unless with the multitude of injuries, I'm, I'm all for taking your star players off the field until you need them the most. At that stage of the season, you're not worried about rust and, and layoff because it's only like, um, you know, one game, if, if that. Um, I don't need my star player getting banged up in a meaningless game when I'm playing an opposition who might not be playing for anything except for playing for contracts the next year, and all of a sudden they do something stupid and take out one of your key players. So um, I, I have no problem with them taking the two foot off the break once they have everything they need to have locked up. Uh, see, I, I think the the tricky part of this is the way the Eagles are playing and the way everybody else is just kind of not playing great for the most part. Like, I think I think the Vikings will have a couple of losses. You could be a couple games up. Like, yeah. there may be two yep. games that you have to yeah. deal with this, potentially. Pick and choose, yeah. Um, i tell you what I would do. I think i lean more to Barrett. I, I would play my guys here into probably the third or the fourth quarter and, yep. and see where the chips fall from there. I'd view it like a preseason game. I'd give them a couple reps here and there. I'm not playing them. I'm not playing them full three quarters or a full half at that point. It, no, it's too oh, risky. Man. It's that's way a lot. Too risky. Man, that's a big deal. It could be a lot it's on the line risky. there. I know, but I'm saying, well, uh, th- what's more important? You going into playoffs full strength or playing meaningless games that only mean something to the opposition, whether they're jockeying for a playoff position or they're playing for jobs next year. Yeah. I mean, what's what's more important to you? Well, I mean, obviously, worst case is someone gets hurt, 
Jalen goes down. Exactly. You know, whatever. I mean, and then everything's lost for what ultimately? You got uh, dudes trying to make a name for themselves, man. Yeah. But I just think back to, you know, New England went for it. Uh, obviously Miami back in the day, but you've had other teams that have been in similar positions that went for it. Right, right, right. Oh, man, it's it's a really hard call. Like, I don't – do you think there's that much added pre- – take the, the injury element out of it. Do you worry about the mental part of it that there's that extra burden because you're undefeated going into the playoffs and, and more is expected of you? Nope. Than if you had one loss or no, two losses? No. The questions become more frequent. How do you feel about possibly equaling the 72 Dolphins? That becomes monotonous after a while because you're going to get national media. You're going to, right. the more you win, the closer you get to that goal, the more national media you got to deal with, you know. And you've asked the questions already from your local media, but they, you haven't given them national perspective for their publications. And that's where, and all of a sudden it gets monotonous after that, after that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pressure enough to play this game. And, you know, the Patriots, the one year the Patriots went went all undefeated all the way to the Super Bowl and lost. Yep. They got shocked by the Giants yeah, they in did. the Super Bowl, you know. Yep. And it goes to show you how difficult it is with yep. so much parity in this game today, you it know, is, that has been since 1972 that you've had a perfect record for a team. 50 years. How about that, too? It's unbelievable. Oh, Amazing. It really is. And, and you know, every year we get the – there's there's Larry Zonka, there's Mercury Morris, and yes. Bob Greasy, and they're gonna pop the champagne and all that. Once <laughs> somebody loses, they start mm. showing up too. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're loaded for tomorrow. We have Sal Palantonio at twelve thirty. We have Al Morgani at one thirty, and we have Brian Mitchell at two o'clock. So we got a lot in store for you tomorrow. It's been fun today. We appreciate everybody in the chat section, everybody streaming, everybody listening. Thanks to Xander Kraus, our producer. Don't go anywhere. We have the National Football Show with Dan Cilio coming your way for the next three hours. But that's going to do it for us, fellas. It was fun, as always. Looking forward to tomorrow. So, Barrett, I like the uh, the hoodie, repping the Army. And Derek, uh, for Derek Barrett and myself, we're back at it tomorrow. Again, check out jacobsports.com for all uh, content and any anything you may have missed over the, uh, the course of the last week or so. You go to YouTube. Just go to Jacob Sports YouTube channel. You can find any of our stuff, uh, long form, short form, form, whatever it may be. All right, that's going to do it for us. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. See you tomorrow at noon Eastern. Have a great day, everybody. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one, and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles.
Fall Car Fest. And Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. 